Let's get ready to grumble! time for the royal grumble and today is a very special episode because we're going to teach you about all the do's and don'ts of professional wrestling <laughs> in the corner to my left is daryl hiya hello daryl right. that's daryl former one pw roster member <laughs> uh backstage crew member ticket, ticket guy, guy <laughs> um man who had to go to asda to hand out flyers uh, tickets. Tickets, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ma- Ma- Marty guy that worked in the shop. Yeah, Marty, of course, Marty guy that worked in One Up Games, the yeah. actual successful business yeah. that they dragged under. And um, Can we just get it out of the way now? Yep. Because I'm only going to do it once. Okay. I don't know your money. Oh. It's done. It's done now. It officially doesn't. Because it, the, the amount of times we're going to talk, the whole show is dedicated <laughs> to it. I can't, over the end of every sentence, I don't know your money. I don't know your money. I just don't know anybody. Just stop it. Sitting in the corner to my right. Former 1PW head of production, uh, former 1PW fan cast host, and you were head of production. You were a trainee at the academy. Trainee at the academy, yeah. Never appeared for 1PW, though. Never appeared. Not like me, he's not a roster member. No, not a roster member, but he is here, and he is our producer, and he's in charge of all this. It's Dan. Hi, I do owe you money. Yay! I'm starting this off in the way a one PW podcast should be by paying debts. Paying good. <laughs> That's we're already we're already beating them. There we go. I <laughs> no longer no longer owe you any money. Splendid. Unfortunately, I do owe you money. I'm your host, Graham. Sorry. So um, just give me a PayPal password, man. Yeah, right. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so much. Right. So no news this week. Um, I mean, there was plenty. There's like, tons. There was an Australian show yesterday. We missed we missed morning. a week of show. Yeah. Shawn I Michael, enjoyed it, me. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, which is silence. I downloaded the silence. It was brilliant. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah. Shawn Michaels, who is part of the end of One PW, is now bald. Yeah. Yeah, bald Michaels. <laughs> How do you feel? Just very well, quickly. Well, I've, 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 I've cut my hair in homage to Shawn Michaels. That's what I thought it's, it's it was. It's not quite yeah. as bald, but <laughs> no. it's getting there. But you're beating him, so. Yeah. Who's the real sexy boy? Exactly. Right. So for those of you who don't know who might have no idea whatsoever um one pw was the biggest promotion in europe in doncaster and uh, <laughs> uh yeah so basically around 2000 when did it all start daryl come on uh so the first show was october 2005, 2005 yeah yeah but october like the first but yeah. it, it came from another business that's yeah. right isn't it yeah so, so i was just trying to get the year right so the first show was then yeah I got involved with One Up Games, which was the company that preceded One PW, which had the same owner, yes. Ste- Stephen, who Stephen Gauntley, who yeah. we'll, be, we'll be referencing, I imagine, quite a lot. Um, so <laughs> Once the w- or twice. So the way I found out about One PW, uh, One Up Games, uh, it was I used to go to a lot of toy fairs for wrestling figures. Yeah. And in the mid two thousands, getting wrestling figures in the UK was or the the ones that I wanted was pretty difficult. Like, you could go to Woolworths, but if you wanted Classic Series 5 Iron Sheik, you were in. Yeah. Other than that, <laughs> you, you couldn't really get much. Uh, and then this was a wrestling shop. Well, it started off as a video game shop. That's why it was called 1UP Games. That's what I... Because I, I assumed that, but I just never knew yeah, it. Yeah, but by the time I found them, 
they had very little video game stuff and they were solely doing wrestling stuff um so i i, I they were at a Don, the doncaster race course at the toy fair there they had a stall yeah uh, i vividly remember going up to the stall seeing all the stuff they had uh, a shelton benjamin figure from his singles run <laughs> i ran back to get my dad because he had my money um he came back across then i saw the twin pack of world's greatest tag team like, i've not got charlie Haas. so that was the official first purchase um of mine from uh one up games wow uh was the world's greatest tag team adrenaline twin pack how appropriate that was charlie Haas as well who yeah. we will come back to because he was in a dream match oh later. yeah <laughs> he, was a, he was a dream he was in a dream that's for sure so yeah so you work so, for the company yeah so and then the the uh, see, the thing is that well i was a i was a customer first so like, okay. I, so like I, I they had a um shop a little shop in doncaster which I later found out they actually weren't allowed to trade from, um, which is fun. It was fun. in he's on an industrial yeah, estate. So it was offices, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So basically, it was on an industrial estate. Yeah. And the w- when I worked there, I said, "Well, can we not?" Because anytime somebody asks the price for something, I either have to know it from memory or I had to go and check the website or go in and ask the in the office ask how much it was. Right. So I kept saying to him, "Can we not like price things?" No, no, we can't. So then eventually I got an answer why, and I don't again I don't know if it was because. Let's let's get this out of the way. Stephen was a pathological liar. Let's get that. No, let's get that out of the way. <laughs> okay. But t- he never did me any wrong. Yeah. Fair at enough. all. At all. I, Same I, boat. Yeah. Per- from personal experience, I have not got a bad word to say about him, and I'm not just saying this because he might get back to him. But I want him because I've not. I don't. Sp- I've not, probably not spoke to him in like seven years, eight yeah. years, maybe. Like, and if he does listen, if he does somehow get this and listen to this, I am thankful for him giving me all these opportunities that he gave me yeah but yeah like something dodgy was going on with that shop yes right? okay so <laughs> right? yeah yeah so he could establish <laughs> yeah. That. yeah no well so it's it, basically what he said or one of them said oh we can't because we're not allowed to sell stuff from here so they were allowed to use the unit and yes. sell stuff online but they couldn't use it as a shop right so so i don't there's obviously something going on there with the lease or something you, know, you would imagine uh, like in for, in fairness, funnily enough, in the same industrial estate, I know for a fact that my we bought a copy of Encarta ninety five from somewhere in that estate, <laughs> where it was the same weird like I, I just remember my dad being like, right, you, I'm gonna go in and but and get it, and then it come out. I remember it was labelled weird or something. I was like, someone's going off here. So it must have been something that people did at that time. Well, um. Fast forward into only a few years ago, I went back to that industrial estate because uh, I had this dream that I was going to be a film director. Yep. And I, uh, I made a. That's crushed now, though, isn't it? Like, is it completely? Oh, crushed? It's, yeah, it's dead and gone. Just checking, yeah. good. Because yeah, we just... do like to crush dreams. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, was and... this before or after your dream of becoming a professional wrestler? It was after. Okay, just yeah. Checking. So one people were long gone by yes. this point. It had several different owners at this point. It were it were dead. Yeah. But I gone back to that industrial estate because I was doing a documentary on street pastors. Which I'm not going to get into what they are. Google them if you want to know. Uh, and the guy that I was doing the documentary on, the main guy, he his church was on that industrial estate, bang opposite the old one PW offices. Ah, so you don't understand how I I had to say to someone on my on my crew, can you take a picture of me outside this office? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, why? why? Like, <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't explain to you, but it's too much of a long story. Just do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, bang opposite the old uh, one PW offices is a church. Yeah. And, I, and we all used to pray at the church of one PW. So anyway, so back to the back to the uh, shop. Uh, yeah. It was it was a shop, and then he was always on about I might run a wrestling show one day, but like 
at the time, I would have been like 14, maybe. Yeah. So like, you're like, yeah, all right. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm just happy to be, be here. Yeah, because That's like right. when he's saying that as well, I'm thinking my experience of British wrestling is Legend of Doom and things yeah. like that. Like, the Undertaker. Yeah. Well, basically, like the only the only wrestling show I ever remember coming to Doncaster. Because obviously I've, I've pretty much lived in Doncaster all my life. Obviously I'm, I'm from Scotland and everything else. Like, but I've lived in Doncaster pretty much all my life. All my life, all my life, all my life. I remember coming to Doncaster was, and one of my mates went to it, probably about 2001, you know, when everything was hot, um, was see the wrestling legends. And it was a bloke dressed up as The Rock and it was a guy who was Kane. And um, it was a fake wrestling yeah. show. Yeah. And that yeah. came to Donny Doe. My mate went to it. Um, but that was it. That didn't. So, and that was like you say the only thing that i knew about british wrestling was that yeah so when he was saying it i w- i thought you know if he does it i'll probably go to it i'll, I'll get on with him i like him it was before i worked for him but like i was well yeah yeah fine and then um so then one day i i i, I asked my mum and i was like i want a bit of money can i ask him if i can have a job and they're like yeah do it if you want i said so you'll take me yeah, yeah we'll take you if he says yeah so i went i went down i went can i have a job and he went yeah that was my interview <laughs> excellent <laughs> So what you're saying is one interview, one success. Yeah. 100% success rate. Yeah, exactly. You're the David Nugent of interviews. Well done. Brilliant. Um, and then, I don't know if that's a good thing, but whatever. Or the Francis Jeffers. <laughs> now you know whether it's a good I've, thing or I've not. I've got the ears. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he he, he paid me. I, he said I could either have, uh, I used to work every Saturday, and he said I could have £10 cash or £20 store credit a week. And he said, and you can, if you want, you can save your store credit up and get something big. Yeah. So I used to just get store credit. Makes sense. Because I had a paper round. So I had a I paper was... round that paid me cash and then I got store credit there. I've just remembered. I think I remember what you bought with your store credit. Uh, well, I bought like, several things, but the, the I, 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 thing, I only though. made one big purchase. Yeah. I f- was it, it was a title belt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. World Everweight replica title belt. Like the one that Triple H had, had and the one that was the raw belt. At yeah. The, time. the yeah. big gold. Yeah. Yeah, but with the WWE one with the yeah. nameplate, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I remembered that little piece of information <laughs> that you bought that from there. So you're working for him at the time, or you're yeah. working for what is currently yeah. one-up games, and you've said, obviously, he's talking about the possibility of putting on a wrestling show. When did you first find out that that was what he was going to do? To be honest, I, I can't remember. No, fair enough. I, I, I remember um, the, what became the 1PW forums was actually the one-up games forums at the time. Yeah. And I remember on there... They had a thread which was something like, um, name a wrestling promotion or something. Right. Okay. I had rubbish ideas. I don't even remember what they were, but like, I, I never. I'm not claiming to name one PW. <laughs> so other people would have said like one up games. They might have said like, well, what about one up wrestling or one one PW? And maybe stem from there. Maybe he had it in his head all the time. One PW. Do you know? Do you know where I I had a weird theory about where it might have come from because it's somewhere in the region of that area. Near, near that shop, the, the postcodes are say, say it's like DN4 or whatever, yeah. DN4, 1PW. And I remember looking at it thinking, that's weird. Is that maybe where he's looked at that one day? No, I don't do. You know? <laughs> Possibly. So, but, but more likely, I guess it came from 1UP Games or whatever. Yeah. So, so this is happening. Um, so if we flash forward a little bit, you, how involved were you before the first show? Before, like. What, in terms of actual wrestling stuff? Yeah. N- I wasn't. So you weren't involved in that at no, all? No. So, like. I, when the first show happened, yeah. I was 15. So, like, my birthday's in September. Sure. So, like, to September 2005, I turned 15. So, so you're... So, like, I, I, I'm I, I'm working in the shop. Yeah. So, so you work in the shop on the Saturday, the weekend, whatever. Yeah. And then you're in the crowd, I assume? No. So, 
from the first event yes. i was working but i would just on the on the first event i worked the merchandise which makes sense yeah, yeah. that's what i sort of expected really yeah so, so I, you... I was in i was in there all day yeah so like i might have been helping do all the little bits throughout the day but i was out my interactions with wrestlers were to get photographs yeah what i, I was I, i'd never i've got stories about nigel mcginnis later on where i was chatting to when i got threatened but like excellent yeah <laughs> but like at, at this stage I, I i'm not i don't want to claim to be more than no uh, so you're, yeah. you're basically you you work for the company that is you work for the company that owns the company that's running it essentially. yeah yeah pretty much and yeah. you're you're there as the merch guy yeah understandably yeah. so so you you know Stephen. you know the people who run it but you're not, you're not really involved in that side of it are you no okay so you I'm know not, the show's what, gonna happen yeah I, what i can tell you is after the show was advertised um british wrestler um blondie barrett do we know blondie barrett i do I heard of him yeah? yeah he came into the shop right um now i at the time didn't know how <laughs> insular british wrestling was and how like nobody nobody can join it kind of thing okay so i don't know if i dropped them in it right he came into he came into the shop to buy wrestling figures on the cheap so he could sell them at his his shows that he was running yeah. right and I went, field, yeah yeah i said we're running a wrestling show oh mate <laughs> he's like oh yeah uh, yeah and then i got steven out of the office to have a chat with him oh good i don't know what happened after that but no. that 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 happened clearly what happened was blondie went I, I know the guy to get in touch with let me just give you now it's s-t-a-n-i-f-o-r-t-h <laughs> and you just just call and ask for peter is one answer but you're fine See, um so. yeah this is what i was gonna get on to so i wasn't around during these times i didn't start attending one pw for another year after this basically of but, the three of us you're the only one who was at the show yeah. daryl yeah um but we, we do... I rem- i've got a vague recollection of it existing like i think maybe i saw a poster somewhere in armthorpe or somewhere like that and i think i was like oh a wrestling show and i didn't think of it anymore yeah. but this is a point at which like i would have been getting back into wrestling and also that sort of turn from like oh, i'm 11 years old i just like wrestling to i'm 15 or it's got to be this it's got to be that you know what i mean yeah yeah, I, I didn't find out until the next show, which had Bret Hart. I saw Bret Hart on a poster in Doncaster. Yeah. But my boss at the time wouldn't give me the day off to go to the show, which was very, very... Damn annoying. you, boss. Yeah. Um. So, for other stuff, for reference, we have James Dixon's All or Nothing, which was a book released a few years ago. It's a good book. So, should we yeah. really sort of... Get, like, I think we... We're probably going to go over some of the stuff that he goes over, yeah. but yeah. if we could try and avoid that, we will. But. Yeah, so the people who were really involved with Stephen at this time were Rick Peters, who was still involved when I was there too. Oh, yeah, I remember Rick him. Rick Peters, yeah. he was a money and agent guy. Yeah. And then also Peter Staniforth, who I didn't know he was involved until I made my kind of wrestling debut for a company called the AW, and he was on the show too. I was in the first match managing Brad Flash. Like as his big bodyguard. I can't and, wait to talk about some people. Yeah, like it, honestly. And there was an incident in the match where I tried to catch a guy doing a tope. Um, he overshot me, and I, as I stepped back, I had a crunch in my foot and thought I'd broken it. And uh, Shabazz, who appeared on these shows, iced my foot while Peter Stanifov told me the story of how he got involved in one PW. Tells the story. Well, he was he got talking to him. Uh, he was buying wrestling figures off him from eBay, and got chatted to him through there and. Managed to get Almost certainly buying them to yeah. sell him at his shows yeah. as well. So yeah. there you go. I, I can't remember if uh, um, Peter Stanford's shows. Well, yeah, there must have been going at the time because he brought Shabazz in. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other big thing about this show was who was supposed to be in the main event, hence the name. Uh, it was originally a twist of fate before it turned to a cruel twist of fate. 
Yeah. So obviously this is all around the time of Matt Hardy um, and Lita Saga and Matt Hardy getting fired. Yeah. Matt Hardy put, put in his live journal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 2005 and getting sacked <laughs> for it. Yeah. He's like, Lita cheating on me. Oh, that's terrible. Well, off you go, mate. What, <laughs> what do you mean? You're sacking me? You've yeah. lost your girlfriend. You've lost your job. I can understand. What do you mean I've lost my job? Damn it. <laughs> you've lost some wet no you haven't done that no, sorry <laughs> actually yet. no he's not at that point yet but yeah so the, the whole the whole point is the show's called a twist of fate that was yeah. what the first show was going to be called yeah and then oh I, I might be available what's that what's that vince you want me back okay i'll come back i'm so happy to be back um around 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 i always get them mixed up because they're both uh, alex shane projects either international showdown or universal uproar was was a universal row was the second yeah what, like, i feel it was like it would be that one well, okay yeah. uh so matt hardy was advertised for that yeah. was he yeah so uh i was on holiday um in blackpool and obviously yeah and uh because uh, my dad's a responsible parent he used to buy me a daily star um <laughs> amazing yeah re- <laughs> you are dad as a record with <laughs> just for reference in case you've never listened before um Daryl's dad is the one who bought him the Shawn Michaels Playgirl magazine. That's a half truth. He bought it is me, a half truth. He bought, but... me, he bought me the raw magazine that contained the Shawn Michaels uh, Playgirl poster, <laughs> which, <laughs> which isn't much better. Which makes but... okay. That makes yeah. it fine. Yeah, Daryl and your parents buying you stuff like that. Dad, Dad's <laughs> mom bought him the China Playboy. <laughs> My mom and dad didn't buy me anything at all. <laughs> no, just did your mom and dad not buy you any porn? No, they didn't. If oh. I'm completely honest, they just beat me and sent me off to bed. Oh. They didn't. Sorry. Um. So I, I remember I, re- I remember reading the um, fighting talk was it yeah, yeah the articles uh, in there um, and it said in it because I, I wasn't I was on the internet for wrestling mm. but I wasn't like as um, into it if that makes sense into the like internet side of it at that time so maybe it was already all big news that Matt Hardy was Just going a back. little bit of a, so Universal yeah. was one month after uh, the first one PW okay show, so so, was... so it would have been it would have meant to be on that show yes. Then. Uh, so then, so they they announced uh, on in this fighting talk thing. I don't know if it was Alex Shane gave them the exclusive or they just worked it out. But they said Matt Hardy was uh, cancelled off the show, mm. and he was off the One PW show. So I've got me rubbish two G data at time going on One PW <laughs> forum, and like, well, they, they've not announced it. Mm-hmm. So how do they know? Like, because obviously, I, and people talk to each other, but yeah, again, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, how, how, how would they know? So, um. I got back off holiday and we went down to the shop and I'm like, Matt Hardy not not coming and they're like, have you heard that off? Like oh. like 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 someone's been talking to the leak. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like you're the insider. Like, it's in paper. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, but wait, you're not at best bit. Go on. But what paper's it in? So, I mean, you guys are local. I just yeah. went star. <laughs> Yeah, but, but they thought <laughs> I meant the Doncaster star. Oh God! So they're like, well, how would they know? Well, well, there's a wrestling bit in every week. Then they twigged on. Yeah. So then, so then, like, I don't know if I still had it or they somehow managed to get a copy in the Reddit, and and again, I I n- never knew whether they didn't know yeah. or they just were gonna carry on promoting him. Like, <laughs> like, and I'm not accusing him. I, no, of course I, I just not, don't but know. Yeah. But like, it, because of later actions, it makes me question earlier yeah. things. Yeah. Whereas, like at the time, it seems all innocent. 
Yeah, it's like, like I've got a story about the first, which we'll tell when we get onto the show about the first ever raffle that they did. But yeah. we'll get onto that. <laughs> yes, um, we will. But like, yeah. So like, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent. But like, I, maybe, maybe not. But it's like basically the things that Mick Foley does now cloud your judgment of his books from earlier. Yeah. You know I mean? Like yeah. Although though though Gold never had any allegations about it against it like Mick Foley did. No, he Mick, did have some worse ones though. <laughs> maybe not worse. I suppose worse is no, not worse. No, not worse. Not worse. It was fine. Bad in a different way, but not worse. So, wow, there we are. The other Ninety little... minutes in, I got some <laughs> illegal trouble. It's fine. Everything's fine. There's one little story I want to tell before we get into actually talking about the show. Um, there was quite a lot of American wrestlers on this show. They were following the Super <laughs> Show format uh, that FWA had had success with briefly, and it started to fail them. Yep. Um, but that the had fi- been successful the year before, though. Again, with yeah. International Showdown, was yeah. a very successful show. Yeah, but the thing I always remember, the story I got told, is all the American wrestlers coming from Manchester Airport and driving through Peniston, um, which is spelt like penis tone, and all the wrestlers got a big kick out. And apparently there is a photo of most of the American wrestlers on this show outside the sign that says penis. The 100% is at least one of those, because I remember for a very long time on his MySpace page, yes, that long ago, (laughs) on his MySpace page, Sterling James Keenan, yeah. the current Corey Graves, had a picture of him pointing to penis toe. <laughs> Apparently, it, that was a thing every show, then he had to stop and take a photo. <laughs> Can't say I'm hugely surprised. While we See, talked about Americans, um, they flew American referees and American commentators. Yeah, it was over. Bryce yeah. Remsberg yeah. was the referee. Yeah. And then uh, Joe Dombrowski, who um, <laughs> commented on my Facebook earlier yeah. to say, oh, the one PW days. Yeah, we, we might actually yeah we might actually get something off of Joe Dombrowski by, by the next time we do one yeah. of these. So. And uh, Anthony Kingdom James. Yeah, and yes. Anthony Kingdom James was the other guy. And but, he was responsible they, for booking the American guys. Yeah, right? but they were all guys that... Y- y- you can argue... Uh, I don't know. You can argue like Chris Sabin's not going to draw any more people because you've got AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that argument, but there's, I also see the argument of well, people want Chris Sabin. I see yeah. that. I think, but no one's wanting Bryce Remsburg. No, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, no offense. <laughs> no offense. Like no. Although, funnily enough, I know that he was also at the King of Europe Cup a couple of years later <laughs> because um, after the King of Europe Cup, they had an after party, and then after the after party, they had. An, I remember seeing Bryce Remsburg dancing what i'm pretty confident looking back now was a strip club okay that that <laughs> i think at the time was not it uh, shall we say not active i, I just okay. want to i just want to point out that was a really roundabout way of that of graham saying i went to a strip club after the king but of i Europe. don't know if it, <laughs> if it, if it, if it but the, 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 the weird thing is i don't know if it was one because there was nobody stripping so <laughs> the, well, the someone's, well i don't i don't really remember what somebody said afterwards was that we come on was that a strip club i'm like well i didn't see any ladies with the tops off so i don't know i wasn't there but i know what the club was and yep. i know alex shane had connections to it and it was a strip club oh there you go, right. well if alex shane's got conne- what was it was it a, no uh, no it wasn't oh, no. thank okay. you okay good thank you for clarifying that right so let's talk about it then so the, the show so the simple yeah, fact well, is right on, on our list we've missed a match i got all these matches about any from matches. uh oh you mean you've missed a match completely? yeah on, on the on the list that's on here uh we've missed a match there was a pre-show match okay. oh yeah um and it was the biggest battle royal in uh, British wrestling history. Yes, there was. Because everyone in British wrestling turned up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you turned up, you were on it. Yeah. Because I assume what they were doing was going, all right, Stephen, I'm here. And it's like, oh, good. Hello. Yeah, you know, because he's running his <laughs> yeah. first show and you don't want to go, no, you're not supposed to be on it. So it's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, okay. And you come, Spod. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. so- <laughs> Darren Burridge, MTX. Interesting to see you. Uh, I didn't know anyone had a name like that. Oh, hello, Mikey the Pikey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So right, he pitched um, that gimmick to me for some reason. Well, I mean, I probably did pitch it to everyone, like, but he was pitching it to me at one bit. Amazing. So the um, the, the thing that we haven't mentioned is that basically, obviously, we know Matt Hardy cancelled off, but TNA then offered AJ Styles, got him to cancel off a Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Which he was supposed to be like mid card on a Ring of Honor yeah. show, and Ring of Honor accepted um, AJ Styles basically resigning from that show to be in the main event of this show, and that's what the main event is. So they renamed the show A Cruel Twist of Fate, and here it was. Can I just point out that um, Matt Hardy obviously went back to WWE, but I think in his place, in his place, we got Tommy Dreamer because he was he yeah. was in the office was, at the time. Yeah, yeah that would have been time. part of it as well because yeah. he would have been working. So I don't know if them. that's a deal that they got or if they just booked him separately. I don't know. I would be surprised if it wasn't a deal because Al Snow was there as well and he was also working for yeah. them. So yeah, so the the, first, the opening, I haven't ever seen this show all the way through. I'll tell you right now, I've never seen it all the way through because I wasn't there. Yep. But um, I know some basics. So opening match. So. This is oh great. So the no the opening match on the pre-show. Let's say Darren Burridge won the battle royal. Okay. The winner of the battle royal got a contract in one PW. Yes. So and was entered into the title tournament. Yeah. Which we, will become key later. Yeah. <laughs> so Darren Burridge wins the pre-show battle royal yeah. basically, which yeah. I like. I've got more to say about Darren Burridge, but going to hold that until the first time I saw him. Okay. So yeah, the first match is um, Jody Flash and Johnny Storm beat Chris Sabin and Jerry Lynn. That comes back to that idea of. Who's paying to see Chris Sabin? Is this Chris Sabin's only appearance in One PW? Uh, at least in the One PW that that I yeah. recognise as One PW. Yeah. I don't know about afterwards, but I don't think he comes back. Okay, but probably a good match, I think. Um, I don't remember it. I, I, I've not seen this card probably a month after the since the month after the DVD got released. Yeah, I don't realise you... the DVDs are a sore subject. Yeah. Uh, so like whenever that got released probably a month a month after within then I watched it and I've not watched it since. Yeah. Um I think it's a good opener to have because you've got Jody Flash Johnny Storm who at the time uh probably two of the bigger bigger names on British wrestling. Yeah. Is it it's names like that that made it important um I think for they wanted to establish people like that and they're the names you would pick aren't they at the end of the day. It would be those two because they've been in CCW. They've been in. They've done a lot of these indie bookings in America, but they're also British, so you can sort of see that hybrid type thing. But yeah, yeah. a lot of these names when we go down, you're gonna go, oh, okay, they were booked. Interesting. Speaking of which, oh, okay, they were booked. Interesting. Tracy Smothers against the Blue Meanie. Yeah. So, entertaining match. Yeah. It involves dance offs, which which uh, became every Tracy Smothers yeah, match became involves. became key to one PW. However, as you go down the card, not needed. No. Do you know how they promoted this match as well? I remember this, just reading this afterwards. And I, obviously I wasn't watching at the time, but I know I read afterwards because I was interested in it. So once I'd gone to the first show, I was like, oh, I'll read back. And they were like, um, oh, Tracy Smothers is annoyed that Blue Meanie went back to WWE after JBL battered him because Tracy Smothers said that he was going to batter JBL, which I legitimately believe Tracy Smothers probably would have battered JBL considering Joey Styles battered JBL. <laughs> Just remember, Joey Styles battered JBL. But uh, that was that already gives you an idea of what they're trying to do here. This is their thing, is they're going, well, this internet thing happened, and so now we've got these two people, Tracy Smothers and the Blue Meanie. Yep. Yeah. The Cracking. Brits were next. The Brits were next, yes. The British are coming. So it was uh, Shabazz, Spud and Stevie Lynn versus uh, Ice 13, or Ice 17. 17, whichever number, who later became Dragon Izu, James Tight and Ross John. One of these things is not like the other. 
one it, of these things is not quite the same. In this match, one of these people is currently in WWE and another guy just wrestled at Wembley. Yep. <laughs> he was in the pre-show. Is it Shabazz? Yes. Yes, Shabazz. I thought it was, yeah. yeah. Shabazz. Wait, wait, uh, genuine question, which one just wrestled at Ross Wembley? Jordan. Okay. Yeah, RJ Singh. It's not Shabazz. No, is it not? No. Okay. Five of those guys are really good and one of them is Shabazz. Whatever, <laughs> happened, whatever happened to Stevie Lynn? Stevie Lynn was a weird one, right? He was really good, but I reckon I assume Stevie Lynn had some job that he basically couldn't mm. give up. Okay. I don't know that. I base that on nothing, yeah. but he never really went outside the north. I think he did once or twice, but he was really good. It's a good to the point where I remember King of James talking about one time saying that he really liked Stevie Lynn, which is why he had a match against him at the next shows. But um, he never he never went anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was a big part of 3CW, massive part of that. He was their champion and stuff. He was in their version of Damnation and all sorts of stuff. But he never really went anywhere other than the North. So I, I, don't, I, I don't really know. But I really liked him. Still and James Keenan versus D'Lo Brown. Right, so it's our first time to taste of Still and James Keenan. Can we just go back to I-17 just for a second? Yeah, yeah we can a bit. Didn't he used to wear a mask and then take it off before March? Almost yeah. certainly. Yeah. yeah. I just thought I'd put that out there. Good, <laughs> yeah. Good. Because he's probably going to listen to this. Yeah, I probably, yeah. Because he's got one PW radar on, hasn't he? Has he? Well, c- Are we going to be in trouble? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he's got, of course he's going to listen to Is this. Is he coming for yeah. this? Yeah. Okay, much. just so long as I he, know. He, he did a training academy thing uh, oh, yeah. when I was there. And in the seminar, he taught us how to do chops. And I'm like, look, like, not, I, I didn't say this to him because obviously you're not going to like, disrespect him or whatever, but I don't need to learn how to slap somebody across chest, to be honest. Hi, Aizu. I'm looking forward to coming to the show you're running in next week. Did he... Um... <laughs> no, I'm not did having he, a go. He... <laughs> it's just that's just personal opinion. Like, I'm, I didn't say offensive to him. Did he set his hand on fire when he was doing these chops? That was Graham that said that. Just to <laughs> He did it in a real match, that's all. I wasn't there. Graham's disrespecting him. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm not disrespecting him. I-17. I'm not disrespecting him. He'll put you why in shock. I-17? I don't know why. Can you ask him that? There were 16 other ones. Um, <laughs> so yeah, ask the... him why 17. I don't know. I genuinely would like to know why 17. If I get the chance, if I, if I speak to him, then yes. My theory on it, and here's my the theory based on nothing else, is that in Roman numerals, it means you've got all of the Roman numeral symbols other than like M and C. So it looks cool. That's my theory based on absolutely nothing other than my own hazard. So still in James Keenan. Yes. Still in James Keenan. Right. Is he... Right. He was a really strange choice to yes. put in this match from the outside and he's he's somebody that like he's, he was polarizing at the time to a sort of massive degree because like obviously i didn't really know british wrestling um and you've just said you didn't really know british wrestling until this came about yeah. uh dan i assume you didn't particularly no. particularly yeah no so actual fans of proper british wrestling like i'd, I'd heard of the fw i knew it was a thing yeah but i didn't know what it was um i think wrestling channel were knocking about at this point i'm sure it was yeah so um and like so i i knew i knew of it i didn't really know much about world of sport or anything else like that but like people who were british wrestling fans are looking at this and they're going why are you bringing sterling james key why are you bringing this random mid-card indie man from pittsburgh into this company and it was i know for a fact it was kingdom james that was insistent on it what was because it? I did if it were Dombrowski. Yeah. He, I, I, might, I think it, it might have been be Dombrowski. Yeah, well, might he be might have been involved, but I know for a fact that Kingdom James was very key. Because Kingdom James was involved with 
Oh, I'm going to get IWC, wrong. IWC, yes, mm. International Wrestling Cartel. Yeah. And he was their like mid card champion or something. And he was very keen that he would come across. From what I've read since, I didn't know this at the time, of course. Um, and he basically used him as because you have to have a mouthpiece for Abyss, don't you? Yeah. So rather than bring Jim Mitchell over, which I think they were thinking about doing at one point, for again from what I've read, he basically went, know. "Well, we've got two in one ear." We can use him as the mouthpiece, and also he can get over. And I remember the first time I saw him wasn't till the show after this. And he's, I was like, okay, here's Blackhead Edge, here he is. <laughs> but like, I mean, it'll, we'll probably talk about it more as it goes on. But it's such a strange choice, and yet, if you were there at the time, you got it. You completely got it. Not on this show. Not on this but, show. No, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, not on this. Not on. in this show. And we'll we'll get to that more. But at this point, it's just a random bloke in the middle of the yeah. show having a match with so, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, let's talk about D'Lo Brown a second. He arrived oh, late. God. <laughs> he, he, why are you saying oh god? I'm just terrified of what, what you might say. He arrived late. Okay. He arrived well. late. He was at another and, show that day, was he? Uh, potentially, I don't know. But he arrived late, and um, Dan, you might have to help me out here. Um, wrestling promoter um, that ran in Leeds. What's he called? He's with ginger toga ale. toga that's the one he wouldn't crowd yeah and i'll just call him out on this i'm sure he's not bothered <laughs> <laughs> and he he was shouting i don't know if it's him or rick one of them two all right probably both <laughs> probably not bothered Shout, shouting jobber at him and then <laughs> and then d-lo brown turns him and and said something like it said reacted to him so i'm not a jobber and all this but like not in a heel way in a in a i'm butthurt way well, wasn't D'Lo Brown at this point involved in celebrity wrestling on ITV? I believe celebrity wrestling had happened before this. I don't well, think... I assume that's where... Because he was involved in that, though, wasn't yeah, he? And he yeah. would be like the... Uh, this would be the residuals from that. He's going, look, I'm, guess, a, yeah. I'm a big name in British wrestling. I'm, I'm on the ITV show with that bloke who had it off with Diana. Who's not Harry's father. What? What? Can I not say... Oh. It's not. Well, well, Diana's dead, so you, well, so you can you can okay. slander her. Oh, you had it off with James Hewitt, didn't you, Diana? Way. Are, are we going to get comments from the Express now? Potentially. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if we can get in there, you know, any publicity is good publicity. David Arquette was on the front of USA Today. So. Okay. And then the next match, right? Which in great Royal Rumble tradition is still going on now. And it's just finishing. No, now they, they, they've go. not even caught finish yet. Now it's, it's the AWA, but not the AWA. <laughs> yeah. Which can we address that very briefly? Right. Go so on. the AWA, um, obviously WWE owns all the trademarks to the mm-hmm. AWA, but a bloke called Dale Gagner about <laughs> about 2005, because this is what wrestling happens when, oh no, I'm the AWA and I'm Dale Gagner. But took the took the R off his surname and went, I'm promoting the AWA and just did it, and no one stopped him for a long time. Until eventually somebody went, you are using our belt, though. Which I assume, I, I'd i love to think it was a replica. Well, of course it was. Bought, it but, but I'd love to think, it was, no, obviously it wasn't the real belt. What I mean is, I'd love to think he'd literally bought it from ShopZone.com and then gone, <laughs> look, Steve Carino, here's your title. I like to imagine it's the one that Stan Hansen ran over and he managed to try and reshape it on a tire. And yet the bizarre thing about all of this is, there's Al Snow, WWE employee, in a match for this fake title that this man's stolen the trademark off of. It'd be like us, right now, going... Oh, um, here's Daryl Bischoff running WCW. Can we do that? No, we can't, legally speaking. Only because Eric's doing his podcast and, like, we, you know, yeah. like he might he might get mad. 83 weeks. Yeah, that, that match was long and long. 
Um, they had to stall for something. There was a reason, wasn't there? Is, is this in the correct order? Because my memory is they were stalling for Delo. That makes more sense. They might have been then, yeah. I'm not sure if this is in the correct order. I'm not. Sure. I, I got this off yeah. a cage match. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've, I've got this memory that. Well, was... Delo was late, and they were stalling. That probably makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. If it... only they had any other matches to put on. <laughs> the next match I've got a very quick story about. It's Loki defeating Iceman. Um, so Iceman later told the story that one of the things he said to Loki, like Loki didn't want to do anything in the match, not even take the cannonball, which was like his big spot. But also Iceman had been a bit funny. Like he'd started putting on weight at this point quite badly, and he was a bit self-conscious, which is why he started wearing a T-shirt. And he explicitly said to Loki, well, no matter, can you not rip my T-shirt off or anything because... Like, I'm a bit conscious about my weight. So, of course, first thing Loki does is back him into the corner, tear his shirt, and chop him to shreds. Well, Loki does. I mean, Loki's usually such a, well, you know, he's a worker who works with everybody for what's best for everyone. Yeah. Iceman also came out to Bond in the USA due to an error, apparently, by the sound guy. He, he was supposed to come out to Cool as Ice, but they had the explicit version. Um, so they tried to find a new song for him. They found one, but then accidentally played Born in the USA instead. <laughs> 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 so, on the show Full of Americans, Geordie's the one who comes out to Born in the USA. I, 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 yeah. I don't understand why they were bothered about the explicit version. Yeah, I was about to say exactly that because, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I'm reading down this card. I don't think they should be too worried about the explicit version. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Next up was Doug Williams versus Austin Aries. Yeah. So, Doug Williams retired last week yes he did yeah. I was there for it, it was, uh, yeah. well. he had his British retirement he's, <laughs> he's, no he's got, he's got a few shows in Europe to he do. does yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, and then he's going to be retired for a bit yeah and uh, <laughs> so Doug Williams retired last but like it was a, he's one of those names that clearly right well, he's in the Jody Flash Johnny Storm exactly thing. you what? go right British wrestling we want to put on but we've got to put some British people um Right, Doug Williams. Then you start off with Doug Williams, don't you? That's yeah. The crazy thing is, Doug was considered a veteran at this point, and he just retired this past weekend. <laughs> Still um, good though, isn't he? So the next bit was a pretty cool thing. So Raven versus Sandman in a street fight, which finished in a no contest, but then led into Tommy Dreamer coming out. Was this when Raven had Joe Dumber? In fact, it must have been because he doesn't come back until like the third anniversary or something. Because Raven's like a one shot on this one. Yeah. When he had Joe Dombrowski read that thing. And about um, British fans having bad dentistry. Yeah. And he also has a, a girl with him for some reason. Yeah. The so one the, and only woman yeah, that you see the, in one PW yeah. for several months. No, it's the, no, it's the only female in the one PW that I recognise. Oh. <laughs> um. So, a uh, quick story what about, about that camera this? woman that, uh, that could go, no. no we'll, I mean, we'll, no. We'll talk about that later. But that was also on that same show that he doesn't recognise. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll not die as a one P, not a one PW show. So, thank you to okay. one PW veteran Keith Myatt for for telling us about the fact that Stephen asked Keith to give Sandman his envelope with his money in for the show. So Keith walks up to Sandman at merch desk and goes, "Here's your money, mate." Sandman hammered decides to just sign the envelope and give it him back. <laughs> Keith tried explaining to him like it's your cash, but he weren't listening to him. So eventually, just gave it to the woman who was with Sandman on the merch desk and said, "Can you make sure he keeps that?" Which is good because, like, I mean. You know, Keith is clearly a man of moral character. I am going down the pub the minute he does that. He's a 25-year right. Matt veteran. He needs to make sure that guys get At the end of the day, right? Uh, uh, 25 years in the business. <laughs> you should be relegated to security on the show. Oh, I love Keith. Yeah, bless him. <laughs> so, yeah, it ends in a no contest. They're brought to the back or something, don't they? Mm. 
And then Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer rocks up, which is quite nice. Yeah. yeah. How um, many people knew he would be there? Do you think many... Uh, was he, he advertised beforehand? Was he... He might have been advertised as a, like... I feel like... It's based on, again, on nothing. Um, he was advertised as, like, a special guest or something. Yeah, I think they weren't allowed to advertise him in a match. Yes, but, but he, he was have, in he a, match. a match. Yeah, okay. Okay, so funny story about um, about <laughs> this match. Great. Um, so Matt Hardy obviously cancelled or whatever he did. And one of the spots they wanted to do was get a picture of Matt Hardy, like in a picture frame, but obviously take the glass out. Yeah. And then sort of like smash it over somebody's head so that just the paper went through the registers like as a joke. Yeah. So they got the frame and they, they took the plastic or the glass out and uh, they put the picture in. Do you think the paper ripped when it went smashed over the head? Uh, I'm going to say no. No, it didn't. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Because whoever sorted it got it laminated. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's not on the DVD. There's there's a cut in the DVD where it goes to the crowd, oh, and that's why. I oh. wish, right? Is that a rip on somebody that they got it laminated? Do you think? I have or... not got a clue. I don't. I, again, I weren't that involved. So if I, it is, Sandman was. was very drunk at this show. Like he was well, for Sandman most was. of his one PW appearance. His first two appearances, he was the third one. He was actually decent, but because um, the stories about him before the show. Uh, directing traffic outside Doncaster Dome and Steve Linsky urged him to pull his penis out <laughs> and they had to take him away because there was a woman there with children who was threatening to call the police. Um, Darren Burridge confirmed that story in the book as well by saying, yeah, um, he directed our car as well. Marvellous. But yeah, we were just uh, helping citizens of Doncaster Dome, <laughs> weren't we? Yeah, according to the book, Sam Mann was just a terror, like a mess all day. Raven was Raven until after his match and he started being all right. And Tommy Dreamer like had to pull that together somehow so good on him raven was my first experience of a rest like never meet your heroes yeah because i really liked raven um and then i met him and he won't sign me figure and he and he, he, he literally went no nah, it's ten dollars and i went no nah, nah, it's my figure mate so can you just sign it for me please no so i literally went to walk away then he, he got it and signed it and don't tell anyone well i've told everyone raven <laughs> told them mate <laughs> To that raven. But like, yeah, he signed it for me, but I felt like it were if he was going to sign it, like, he, he might... Yeah. Because, again, like, I, now, looking back, I probably would have, like, bought an 8 by 10 off him or something, so, so he'd sign it. I, I get it now, but at the mm. time, I didn't really get it. Like, I just want... I bought the figure. You're a kid, like... Yeah, I wanted him to sign it. Well, like, you, you'd think he'd just be like, oh, right, one time, you never sign it. I'll like, have plenty of raven stories when we get to the shows he did later on. But... Well, it's funny <laughs> you say that, but, like, um, I remember Tracy Smothers, I uh, got him to sign something. For a website I was part of at the time, and um, I, I said I, he signed it. I was like, "There you go." And I said, "How much is it?" He went, "I'm not charging you for signing." I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, thanks." And he went, "Why have people been charging you for signing?" I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and that way I just left well, it at that. Steve Steve Carino always had um, a good rule, which were I, like because a lot of wrestlers are charged for photographs, mm. yeah. and he was like, "If you bring your own camera, I'm not going to charge you for a photograph." Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, I think. and like and like that as as much as like wrestlers can be scumbags it's like well you've brought your own fo- you've brought your own camera like yeah you want to support them a bit and maybe buy a bit of merch but like how can you charge somebody who's As, bringing their own from what i've seen in person as well a lot by taking that free photo or signing autograph people will tend to buy stuff as well as yeah like a, especially and, in britain because we feel guilty about it yeah like i've seen the a company where they make the imports charge for photos and i've seen people come up like looking at the shirts and stuff and they say oh can i just get a quick photo first? and oh you have to pay for the combo 
and then they go away and one of the people actually expressed saying i've not sold a single thing all day because i'm having to turn people away because they don't want to pay 15 quid for a combo of a really terrible photo yeah um anyway main event was aj styles against abyss yes thumbtacks aj styles is pretty good isn't he yeah like i reckon he could be wwe champion someday if he plays his cards right <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that I mean, I don't have much to say because I wasn't really there. It was the one with the sort of sunset. It flip. ran really late. Right. Yeah. Spoilers. What the one PW <laughs> show did? Yeah. That's a theme throughout the whole thing. Yep. Much like our show is running really late today, which is good though. We planned. You, you it. didn't get a show last week, so you get a bit more this week. Double show. Yeah. Not really double. Speaking of double shows, one PW was back in on January sixth and seventh for two thousand six with no turning back. Right. This is where I get on. Okay, well, before you get on, do you know... the, the Both these shows were at the Dome. Yes. yes. Do you know where they originally were meant... One was meant to be? Blackpool Winter Gardens. Yes. Yes. Do you know what one the shows were originally meant to be called before any advertising went out? No. Heart and Soul. Huh. Why? In, like, Bret Hart. Oh, you okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, as I mentioned well, earlier... I, th- I think they learnt the lesson from calling it a Ex- twist of yeah, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if they'd done that? So yeah, um, I saw Bret Hart on posters, tried to get the weekend off work, wasn't allowed it, because uh, my boss never gave me time off, which is why I started calling in sick. Uh, <laughs> I've been long gone from that place, it's fine. Um, so yeah, um, night one, uh, the UK Pitbulls versus the Benjamins, MTX and Shabazz. Uh, Iceman defeated Tony Spitfire in the other dark match. I definitely didn't see the first match. I think I was coming from work for this show, and mm. I... Definitely, I I definitely saw Jerry Lynn against Petey Williams because, like, the reason I came to the show was I'd been in Armthorpe, I'd seen a poster, um, and I thought, oh, the last one I saw I didn't go to, and basically I looked at that poster, went, oh, it's TNA, that's good, I'll, I'll go to that. <laughs> it's like UK TNA, and that's why I went. Yeah. So yeah, these shows had the um UK uh, the one PW World Title Tournament. It was a World Title before it even got made. Um, yeah, why not? So uh, Jerry Lynn defeated Petey Williams uh, match. in a non-tournament match. Spud versus Elix Skipper. Spud beat Elix Skipper. Yep. Who, um, Masato Tanaka versus Steve Carino in a no contest. This was uh, Tanaka's weekend, wasn't it? No contests and count outs and stuff. Well, I imagine that's probably his fault. but Well, partly his fault, but we'll go on from that. Yeah. Um, Southern Comfort, Chris Amrick and Trace Smothers defeated the job squad of Al Snow and Blue Meanie. Jeff Jarrett defeated Harry Smith. Right, Bret Hart's secret mystery opponent, Harry Smith, yeah. which will come up later. Um, Loki defeated Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm. Loki with Homicide again yeah. will come up later. It's a triple uh, threat match. That was supposed to be a tag match. Tournament match, SJK defeated Ulf Herman. Uh, Darren Burge defeated Doug Williams in the tournament. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Charlie Haas, Christopher Downs, and Samoa Joe. And then in the final match of the day, Abyss defeated Sabu in a Survival of the Sickest, which became a, a key one PW match. And that was also a tournament match. Right. So this is Jeff Jarrett uh, for his only appearance in one PW, which is why I thought it was TNA. I was like, oh, Jeff Jarrett, because he was quite prominently featured on yeah, the poster. Yeah, he was the NWA champ at the time as well. Yes, he was. He carried. He brought that with him. Yep. Because um, Jer- Jeremy Borash came as well. Yes, he did, yeah. and he's all over the DVD. Yeah, because he, he did announcing as well on for for at least the title match. Yes, he, the Jeff Jarrett match, even. Yeah, he did, but um, like the Jeff Jarrett match, right? Bret Hart, first of all, comes out before both these shows, doesn't he? And does yeah. a little promo, a little like, "Oh, it's good to see you, uh, Wembley '92. See you later." <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much. But I remember advertising again. I was I was excited for this show because this is the first wrestling show I ever went to. 
Wow. Because my mum and dad never took me to wrestling shows. Um, so it was until I was old enough to buy the tickets and go myself. And because it was round the corner from me, this is the first wrestling show I ever went to. And part of the reason I really like these shows, aside from obviously the fact that they are decent, is I didn't know anything about what was who was booked and why they were booked or whatever. Mm. I just knew there was a wrestling show on at the Dome and I enjoyed myself. So, uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, a couple of things I wanted to say about that. First of all, um, Harry Smith was Bret Hart's mystery opponent, right? which I think someone had predicted beforehand. I think I read someone. But anyway, basically, um, uh, he's uh, Bret Hart comes out to interrupt Jeff Jarrett later on in the night. And he's basically, it's clearly supposed to be, oh, well, Jeff, you're, I, I, I've got a mystery opponent who's going to take you down. Bret don't care about any of that. It just comes out. Hey everyone, here's my mystery opponent. It's the son of the British Bulldog, Harry Smith. Bye. <laughs> no interaction with Jarrett at all. Don't speak to him. There's probably heat him. there, isn't there? Probably, but like... I, I will say this as well. Um, so I get to talk about this. Uh, I got to spend some time with Brett later on in 1PW history. And he talked about the fact that he found it really difficult to be in front of crowds just after his stroke. Because like one of the things of it was he lost all his confidence and everything because of all the like thing all the symptoms from it. So part of that might have been the fact that he didn't want to be out there. Like he took the book in stuff and thought I'll just I'll just do my speech and fine. Didn't really want to do the second part as well because he had a few like he had some anxiety issues of the later show as well. I also imagine he took the booking because I imagine he got a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So. Yeah, yeah. He got to go to Italy to see one of his mistresses probably. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which we legally talks, can't back up. He talks about in his book that he, he had women all over the place. Right. Um, <laughs> so by this Can time... I just I'd, point out that I've not said anything that could legally get us in trouble this show. And yet, ironically, you're the one who worked for them. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I were into TNA at this point. I started watching TNA, the Unbreakable Match, whatever else like that got me into it. Um, oh, the Unbreakable Match? Yes. Oh, the, the, the one that had... Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels, Samojo, AJ Styles, and yeah. uh, Charlie Haas. <laughs> what? No, no not, not the last one. Oh. I remember being really excited for this match. First of all, right, <laughs> I know it's quite an indie thing to do it, but don't do four ways where you tag in. Just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. I'd rather you fell on side and like, oh, I'm really hurt for 20 minutes than do the tagging this in. This was billed as an international dream match. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Well, I was excited by it. I thought it was going to be really good. with Charlie Haas? Yeah, I thought Charlie Haas. Well, like... You Let's got... just rewind to when I said Charlie Haas was one of the first figures I bought from one of the games. <laughs> I was not excited to see Charlie Haas shoehorned into a match that didn't need Charlie Haas in it. I mean, I like Charlie Haas, but he was the worst guy in Team Angle. <laughs> but, like there was only three of them, and he was clearly the worst Featuring guy in King it. King but... Charisma, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> but Shelton Benjamin could do ladder matches. You've got to think about the time period, though, right? At the time period, it's like, oh, Charlie Haas, he's he's got a rep from whatever it was i can't remember was knocking it... uh lillian garcia off the uh no, no, this, no this is before after. this mate because because <laughs> at this at the fan slam the day after that's mm. when he basically went yeah i'm going back to wwe <laughs> so i'm not really bothered about all of you but like i thought it was an interesting idea to put him in um and then i've looked back i watched a bit of this last night and he looks like billy gunn so before we talk about the big and thing i mean like happened. blown up like billy gunn i don't mean like he's got the same trunks although he does mm. 
a big thing happened this weekend that I want to talk about, but I'll quickly run through the results of night two as well. Uh, two dark matches, still in James King defeated right. They're not dark matches. They're actually afternoon oh, on the fan side. Oh, afternoon. I remember that because I was okay. there. Darren Burridge versus Jay Phoenix. I don't think it was Ice 17. It must have been Ice yeah. 17. I thought it was Stevie Lynn, but there you go. <laughs> Kingdom James defeated Ice 17. No, Kingdom James. Stevie no, Lynn. I, I, Stevie I, Lynn. That's it. definitely Stevie yeah. Lynn. Yeah, Stevie Lynn. Because Afro uh, was the ref. And then Pain Inc. versus T T defeated 2TK, which was Darkseid and Wolfgang. Yep. Um, one PW World Title Qualifier, Steve Carino defeated Charlie Haas. Steve Harry Carino Smith- with Hamrick and Tracy Smothers, yep. old school X. Uh, Harry Smith defeated Doug Williams. The Job Squad defeated Southern Comfort in a loser wears a, dre- loser wears a dress match. Uh, Fatal Forward match, Jody Fleisch defeated Jerry Lynn, Johnny Storm and Petey Williams. Uh, Abyss is still in James Keane defeated Sabu and Ulf Herman. Christopher Daniels defeats Loki and Elix Skipper. Uh, what was their team called in Triple yeah. X? Triple X. It was a Triple X Triple yeah, Threat. Triple X Breakdown. Samoa Joe defeats Masato Tanaka by countout. <laughs> uh, Masato Tanaka yep. defeats Steve Carino in an ECW rules match, and then AJ Styles defeats Jeff Jarrett. So after the show is the thing I really want to talk about. Right. Can, can we talk oh, sorry, about what during the show? Yeah, go for like it. a little bit, like because um, first of all, yeah, the um, your mate Roughnecks on show. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Isn't he the current WAW champion? Having yeah, retired three times. Yep, good old roughneck. Steve Carino does like he's all over the show already, isn't he? You know what I mean? He yeah, I don't a... think he's booking yet. Right, are we talk about Afro. Can we bring up the Afro in the room? Yeah. <laughs> right. All of night one again. This is my first wrestling show ever. Mm. Everyone is chanting for Afro. I do not know what Afro <laughs> is. I assume I, I'm there and I'm like. I know they've had a show before. This must be someone that's really popular that like they've just not brought out. So then before the main event of the of that show, they bring out this skinny looking kid who's got an afro <laughs> to smack basically just to shut everybody up to smack Kingdom James in the mouth with a with a microphone. It would just Joel Allen. It just got an afro. And one day he's gonna referee for WWE. And one day he's gonna run probably the biggest pro wrestling clothing brand going. Pro, pro wrestling tees is probably bigger. Yeah, no, but as yeah. natural brand suplex yeah. is a thing. Pro wrestling tees is a brand. It's a sports. It's a brand. It's sports as well. You say it right. Got to say it right. If you're not gonna put, if you're not gonna put the vowels in there, I'm not going to say the vowels. <laughs> nah, he's done it right for himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, so can I talk about what happened this weekend? Yeah, go on, go on. So. Um, at the night at the hotel. God, right. This is making me actively nervous because <laughs> I know who's coming up now. Well, well while, while, while he's laughing, Ulf Herman debuts this weekend and yes. he becomes one of the biggest stars in 1PW. Yep. And does. I believe he was a replacement for somebody. I don't think it bad. He was. It was D'Lo. Was it D'Lo? It was supposed to be D'Lo and D'Lo didn't come. Don't know why D'Lo yeah. didn't come. Ulf was a replacement. He was in the country. And well, look at that. His first match was Sterling James Keenan against Ulf Herman. Oh yeah. Also, though, his singlet far too tight. Don't wear that. Yeah. That, it, see his hairy <laughs> chest. It were weird. So that night, um, they're all in the all the wrestlers are in the hotel, uh, probably doing all sorts of stuff. And Chris Hamrick and Steve Carino decide they're get, gonna they're a bit bored, so they're gonna try and attack people with pillows. Uh, they attack first. They try to get a, a, Al Snow. Al Snow instead just throws water on them. Um, the next person to get is Joe Dombrowski, and then Jeff Jarrett. And then eventually they attack a guy who's in one of the afternoon matches and he wants to join in with the fun. So after they, they, they run through all the people that they want to attack and then they remember that Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn, I think, were all playing cards in their room. So Steve Carino goes, oh, we should go get those guys. And Jay Phoenix, the guy in question, instantly goes, I'll get Joe. 
Samoa Joe, current WWE superstar, Hammerick and Carino look at each other and go, okay. <laughs> so they say, right, you running first, get Joe, we're running behind you, get AJ and Daniels, it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> Carino and Hamrick never entered the room. <laughs> they let Jay Phoenix run full pelt into the room. They hear a smack, and then they see Jay Phoenix running out, and then the angriest Samoan in the world chasing after him. It, Samojo eventually grabbed him by the throat and dragged him outside to beat him up. And Loki was the peacemaker in all this. <laughs> That's the, uh, Jay Phoenix got fired after this, and of course, never appeared for one PW again before falling. I never disgrace. caused any kind of con- yeah, no, ne- never, never caused any never more did trouble. Any of that so, just to add to your story, so they were playing cards. Yeah, yeah? I know the person who supplied them the cards. <laughs> Friend on, of the show, One Finger Pete. Yeah, <laughs> get all the way up, they, Pete. They were wanting a, um, They were wanting some cards, obviously, to play. Yeah. But um, and they said, "Where can we get them from?" And I went, "I'll get you some." And he nipped across to Asda. And got on some cards. Good old OFP, what yeah. a lad. And while we bring my father up, uh, we forgot to talk about the raffle from the first show. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yes, we did. So, this is important. So, they, um, so selling raffle tickets, and top prize is a signed ECW replica championship signed by Sandman and I believe Tommy Dreamer. Probably. Um, and the second prize, I believe, were a selection of TNA DVDs. Uh, my mum, dad, and my sister. I sat front row. Yeah. Bang centre front row. And they've legitimately bought tickets, raffled, bought show tickets yeah. and raffle tickets. Um, They win first and second prize. I'm convinced to this day <laughs> that it was fixed. <laughs> right? At the time, again, didn't really think much of it. Looking back, I think it was fixed. Yep. And I don't care because I've got that belt at home. You win. Yeah. So. Can I tell you something though? Um, in a weird twist of events. Um, in a cruel twist of fate. Yeah, in a cruel twist of fate. Yeah. I, I ran a show, or at least was involved in running a show in Home Firth. Well, I ran two. One did well. One didn't. The one that didn't was the one that I brought my now wife to, and she legitimately won the raffle. Yeah. Completely legit. Right. And what did she you stood up on stage and you're going, it's not a fix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember you standing up going, it's not a fix. It's well, not a fix. Only because my glorious friends at the time <laughs> saw her win the raffle and shot, fix, it's a fix. I'm like, yeah. no, it, it <laughs> right. actually isn't. Because I, I was at that show. And uh, <laughs> at first, when he read the number out, I shouted, it's me. <laughs> I remember I was on the balcony. So then you looked at is it really like, nah. Then she then she, she said it was her. And you, so we just started shouting, fix. <laughs> we. So um, Think about who you're lumping yourself in with, in with the, those yeah. sorts of people. Yeah, be right. <laughs> so then, the next show was all and off in on the fourth and fifth of March. I think from this point, because we are gonna seriously one PW overrun on this if we keep doing the way we're going. So we'll just talk about some key people like debuts and stuff, and then just talk about the talking points of each show. Right. Well, Christian was announced for yeah. this at No Turning Back. It's like they were they were planning for these things ahead and that, which further corroborated in my head that this is just UK TNA. Yeah. 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 Cuz I didn't go tonight to have No Turning Back. I think I must have been working or something. Something went on that I didn't go. I might even have had a ticket and I th- actually you know what? I'll tell you what. Here you go. This is why I didn't go. <laughs> because, right? I was 18 at the time. Okay. And I'd gone out on the Friday night. And I couldn't come up with a good enough excuse to be out again on the Saturday. That's why I didn't go. Because I was so ashamed of my wrestling fandom at that point. So you couldn't tell your mum and dad I why you were going out? No, I, would, I didn't want to. So I couldn't come up with a good enough excuse to go to the show. 
So you just couldn't oh. tell you were going so to watch I a wrestling just, show? No, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it, so I didn't do it. I, I'd I'd make fun of it, but I genuinely feel bad. It was sad. Like right yeah. now, I feel like what or more. Just say you're going wrestling. Yeah. It's not as if they didn't know I liked wrestling, but it was almost like it was worse if I was going there on my own. Do you know what I mean? Your dad's like, no, you're staying in and watching Rangers. Which I probably thought at the time, oh, that's weird going to wrestling show on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on this show... Looking got... back, I don't think I was the only one, if I'm honest. This show's built up to the conclusion of the 1PW World Title Tournament, which was won by Abyss, who defeated AJ Styles. Why did you say Abyss? Abyss. I don't you said know it like it was a separate <laughs> thing. It was won by one Abyss, just only one. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Abyss was the first champion. I figured out he was going to be the first champion based on one thing and one thing alone. 1PW only had like four t-shirts of their own. And they had like, okay. so they had like old school X, which I was like, I don't know what that is. Yep. Um, I think they had maybe there was, a, there was an Ulf Herman one. An Ulf Herman one, but that was that was later though. At this yeah, point, the they wouldn't have had that. Yeah. Um, okay. At this point, they would only have three. And one of them was an Abyss T-shirt. They definitely had an Abyss T because I remember thinking it was a little bit weird because all the TNA guys had their own shirts, and there was definitely a one PW Abyss T-shirt. Okay, and because know. of that, when I went through the bracket, I was like, probably Abyss wins then because that's their <laughs> guy. Like in my head, I was like. Mm. He's TNA, but he's their guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't so, remember that, but you're probably not wrong. No, I've got a pseudo-artistic memory. It's probably me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abyss then defended the title on night two in a survival of the sickest match against Ulf Herman. Right, well, let's talk a little bit about night one. Okay. okay. Um, because night two is very important. Yeah. Uh, there's only one British person in the whole proper round of the... Like, there's a qualifying matches before. There's only one British person in the whole thing, and it's Darren Borridge, and he gets squashed by Abyss <laughs> in 1 minute 19. And can you imagine why all the British wrestling fans were a bit like, you're not really that bothered about British wrestling, are you? <laughs> also, we forgot to mention, by the way, that you want to talk about 1PW spending? They brought over Elix Skipper. And Homicide came over, injured, couldn't work, still paid him. So yeah, don't don't he's hurt. Don't bring him. He did work on these shows, teaming with Rocky Romero, though, who is now again. Part of New they Japan brought office. over Rocky Romero. Like Which, now, you can understand now, it. He's part of the New time, Japan office, and I mean, and then this Colt Cabana's one PW debut as well, isn't it? Yeah, he, he teams with Spud on night one, and then forms Team Shag on night two with Darren Burridge. The first bit of one PW most of you will probably have seen is when AJ Styles gives Sterling James Keenan the Styles Clash. Oh, that on was night on this one. show. That's that one, yeah. Oh. The Sterling James Keenan nearly dies Styles Clash. Yeah, that was. But I mean, everyone bad. learned from that, and no one ever had a problem again. That was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it, there you are. There's, there's your little um, your little parallel is from the first show. Abyss this time defeats AJ Styles to become the champion, and then, of course, we lead into night two. So Abyss defends the title against Spud. First of all, they had a oh, thing yeah. going, didn't they? They had Sterling and James Keenan Spud feud, mm. which was. Sterling just picking on him, picking on him, picking on him, picking on him, called Abyss to smack him around a bit. Yeah. It works. It's sensible. I like that. It yeah. was brilliant. But he didn't get Sterling James Keenan any heat, did it? Because he's starting to get over at this point. Well, no. He, <laughs> no, he, not at this point. No. Yeah. A bit early, really, to be perfectly honest with you. We're going to do that. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> this is, um, but this also relates to, you've not noted it, but the Christian controversy. Because the, the, the advertised card was night one, title tournament and you get a winner night two the title tournament winner defends against christian but <laughs> guess who wasn't there on night two 
Christian. Yeah, he was at the Fan Slam, which I was at. Bought tickets to the Fan Slam, and they did an injury angle, which they never showed. Did, did they not? No, really. No, no they. No, so they 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 filmed it. Right. Um, I can't for the life of me remember who injured him. It was Abyss. Okay. Because it was Sterling James Keenan came out to confront him. Yeah. Had a go at him. Christian was like, "Oh, you! I've actually seen you. I think you're really good." Yeah. And he were like, slapped him in the face, and then Abyss pagged Christian, which was that—that that was the injury angle. Yeah. So they filmed it, but on the actual night two show, they just went, "Oh yeah, Christian's injured." Yeah, they did. And then I- what happened after that? Sterling James Keenan, the guy who kayfabe wise is responsible for injury, and comes out and goes, "No, he's not." He's not injured. He's gone off to film a film. You're lying. He's gone off to film. He don't even like any of you. I mean, we hurt him, but that's not the point. I mean, in retrospect, would you rather have Christine Cage or Fire? I was really looking forward to that Christian match, to be completely honest. But, but in retrospect... Well, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what does happen was quite memorable, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but to part of the compensation in that was they went Christian's not here um, but all of AJ Styles Samojo and Christopher Daniels in addition to their current matches are also going to have a triple threat later on which were fine and then Joe I, I like this actually it's something I remember to this day you know whenever they defend titles on house shows or they defend titles anywhere and you're like why what's the point in you say for example Jeff Jarrett NWA heavyweight champion coming to you know, Bournemouth and going, oh, I put my title... Nobody nobody believes it's going to change. But Samoa Joe came out with his ex-spin title, said, it's not supposed to be a title match, but I'm going to put the title on the line. I'm like, okay, well, you're winning. And it was clever. I still knew he was going to win. But, and he said, and don't worry, if anything happens, if there's going to be a title change, Jeremy Borash is right there with a, ca- with a camera to put it on TNA TV. <laughs> well, they, and it was not a lot gone. They had done a house show change, hadn't they? It was Border City Wrestling. It was... Do you know why they did it? Uh, yeah, but you can tell the listeners. Yeah, okay. It was, it was to get the title on Jeff Jarrett for the first Spike TV show. Yeah. Literally. Raven was the NWA champion, and he lost it at an indie show so that Jeff Jarrett was the TNA champion by the time the Spike TV deal started. But I like that as a as a way of kayfabing it to go, it could happen, because look, we've got one of our cameras right there. I thought it was quite a nice touch. Yeah. And then the main... Ulf Herman ended up being the one to go against Abyss. Yeah. And... The match ended with Abyss giving Ulf Herman a choke slam through a flaming table. Yes, that was covered in thumbtacks. That was covered in, was covered in thumbtacks. Don't forget that. Well. that yeah. Like yeah. So a German flies through a flaming table covered in thumbtacks, and that's a real thing I saw in front of me happen. Because <laughs> the night before it was really weird. Like before the title tournament, Ulf Herman come out seemingly for no reason because of that Christian match that's definitely gonna happen. And goes um, Abyss. Oh, I think you're. Uh, you think you're hard. Well, I'm gonna have a fight with you. And we're like, but he's facing Christian tomorrow. What are you on about? He's not facing you. He's facing Christian. And then at the end of the Abyss title match, Ulf turned up with the with the um, the firebrand, like threatening him. And I'm like, that's weird because that Christian match is happening. Obviously, the Christian match. Can we talk about Ulf's entrance as well? How mint was his entrance? I mean, I watched it again yesterday. What well, is great? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Like, the fire breathing is just brilliant because I. That first show when no one really knew who he was, I and mean, some people will have, but I didn't yeah. know who he was. Immediately, I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. That's fine. This bloke's got fire and got an ECW hat on. That's fine. Yeah, that's all I need. It's 2005. And you have him setting the ring apron on fire after that two or three times, maybe. Yeah, I think at this time they still had like the weird pleather um, ring skirt and everything. So, do you remember the towel boy? 
Yeah. Yeah. Used to run around the around yeah. the ropes and people go away. <laughs> <laughs> that were a feature. So when Ulf got backstage, um, there was some I think a St John's ambulance person backstage. Right. And uh, he pulled his he had his straps down on his singlet so he could pull it down. He pulled his singlet down. Is my ass on fire? <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> What I distinctly remember watching it is Abyss does that chokeslam through and he is definitely on fire because he has to roll first before he gets pinned. Yeah. yeah. You know, like It sticks in my mind because of that. I'm like, he literally had to make himself not on fire to get pinned. Yeah. I just I have another memory popped in my head while while we're while we're remembering things. Yeah. Oh member. <laughs> and uh so we were talking earlier about Sterling James Keenan went and had his picture taken next to a Peniston sign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not the weirdest thing a 1PW roster member has had the picture taken next to in the United Kingdom. Why? So, back at the 1PW slash 1UP Games offices, um, on that retail park, there's a field down the other end of the retail park. Anthony Kingdom James uh, was exploring this uh, retail park. Right. And, it, and he had a walk down there. And uh, there, there was a horse in the field. And he had, wait, because you're laughing, but it's not a funny story. And he had a picture taken next to the horse. The horse was dead. <gasps> oh no! Why? Because he's a mental. <laughs> the next show was Know Your Enemy. Is he not 26- coming on the next show? Then? <laughs> the 26th and 27th of May. Um, on we had the first Fight Club show in the afternoon of night two, which featured uh, Takeshi Morishima in it. Yes, it did. Um, not much else, like a few bits on that show it was a I really sp- strange thing that because um i assume icy was involved in the booking of 3cw at the time mm. and 3cw basically they sent their title around the country yeah. takashi morishima won the title for like a shock value on the friday night and they did a story where basically every show that he was at they had to defend it to try and get it off him to get it back to the uk before he went away and then, um, and yeah, so this was part of it was they whacked five people into a match at the Fight Club for the three CW heavyweight title, which, like you say, Takeshi Machine was the champion. So um, night one of this, uh, the, these two shows featured Pack for the first time. Well, that's time. what I was about to say. Do you know who beat Takeshi Morishima to take the title back before he finished his tour of the UK? Pack. Pack. Exactly. Who, we get to do little bits of news. Pack showed back up in Dragon Gate Pac this week. Pack was straight up just knocking about with his mates before he goes to a real company. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dragon Gate. He's loyal, bless him. He's like, not. He's not going to New Japan. He's calling himself Pack again, though, which did yeah. surprise me a bit. I can't. I don't know why. He can't really call himself Neville, can he? Obviously, no. but he could have called himself any number of things. But that what? I don't know. Adrian. Well, I don't know. Just call himself. I mean, to admittedly, I always thought Neville was a rubbish name, but I got used to it, and now Pack sounds like a rubbish name. Isn't that weird? Mm. Yeah. So, another thing of these shows was Christian Cage on his booking, finally. Yeah, he did. Yep. Showed but up. he's a heel now. He's a bad one. He, but uh, he wasn't, because he clearly wanted to be a face, so they wouldn't turn him into a heel. But everyone was like, well, you sodded off to make a film that no one saw <laughs> with Clive Warren. So he uh, defeated Steve Carino That's in night one. Seriously. And then on night two, we got a 1PW title change. Um... Steve Carino defeated Abyss and Christine Cage in a triple threat match to become a champion. Yes, he did. Was Carino booking by this point? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes. He reckons it wasn't his idea. 
Okay. <laughs> but he reckons a lot of things. Like that you can get back to Pittsburgh from Middlesbrough in... No, not Middlesbrough, <laughs> from Manchester in record time. It was like five hours, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, well done, Steve. You're fast. Uh, uh, also on these shows was the 1PW Tag Title Tournament, which was won by Johnny and Jody. Uh, Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm. Yep, this was the Tag Title Tournament that should have featured Just Incredible. Yes, it should have. Yeah. yeah. Lance Storm made his booking. Yeah. Lance yeah. Storm made it. Just Incredible couldn't. And what, what? How did he describe Andy Boy Simmons? Can you remember? Uh, I don't know. Billy meat and yeah, meat just, tights or whatever, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cool thing about Lance Storm on the second night was he was supposed to beat Doug Williams, and during the match, um, changed the finish. Yeah, because so he, like, he thought Doug were a good worker, and he like he, he shouted yeah. to the ref, told him to change the finish. Yeah. Um, we, talk- we talk- the we said the title change. Carino like fell off the balcony. Yeah, he really. Oh, yeah, yeah, he literally. Yeah. yeah, fell off the balcony. Like he got, well, he got pushed, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he got well, hung off well, it. Well, yeah, he was. He, wasn't it around his neck? It was around his neck and arm. But yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, it was basically he was getting hung off it by a bit. Yeah. It was really weird because Carino hadn't been anywhere near the title tournament, near the title picture. Sorry. Yeah, but it was AWA champ, and, weren't it? Well, so. but he hadn't been. <laughs> yeah, real AWA <laughs> off of Dale Gagner, and he hadn't been anywhere near it. <laughs> and then suddenly this weekend, Abyss, for no reason, goes after his son, Colby Carino. Yeah. And it was Colby Carino. You know? Yeah. yeah. Colby Carino, yes. His in-ring debut, as far as I'm aware, was in Donny. Yep. <laughs> as a child. And I mean an actual child who Abyss threatened to chokeslam. Did he get chokeslammed? No. So he's not easy then? No. No. Uh, also, just on the notes, which we glossed over, Kevin Steen. Yeah, yeah Kevin Kevin, was, he uh, came and went. It was yeah. the first PWG tour around this time, wasn't it? So there was a bunch of PWG guys around here and the next show we're going to talk about. Do you know the AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels team as well, right? Yeah. What I mean, I'm not saying it was the first time they'd ever done it, but they hadn't started doing that in TNA when no. 1PW announced it. It was almost like their idea, if you like. We're putting together this dream team of these two guys. That, and mere months later, uh, they won the NWA tag titles. So... Did it first, mate. <laughs> Completed it, mate. So the next show was uh, one PW heading out of Doncaster for the first. The Metrodome on the first of July, Fight Club Two, uh, which featured. I'm just having a quick scan. Two, oh, three people who would later spend time uh, either be accused or spend time in prison for something awful. Name them. Uh, well, Teddy Hart made his one PW debut on this show. He got done for prostitution. Um, Jimmy Snooker didn't go to prison. Murderer. <laughs> Wait, his, eye, look at his eyes. Careful, careful. And then there was Jay Phoenix. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> he was, he was in the leisure centre, and he may have been referred to as a beast at some point. Right, the best so, moment. Of the, right, <laughs> this was during a major football tournament. This. Yes, it was. Yeah. Here's the best moment of the entire show, and okay. it's on YouTube. You can find it. Iceman comes out. <laughs> you know, I'll let you let him swear. Right. Let him swear yeah, for yeah, okay, freebie. Right, go right. for it. This is the most drunk, most Barnsley man I've ever seen in my whole life. And I wasn't at this show, but I watch this regularly because he's amazing. He's clearly stumbled in from the bar. He's not bought a ticket, I don't think. He's just a man. He's just a man with a pint. And the man with a pint comes up to Iceman, perceives him. He sees he is a man of size. He puts his hand up to give Iceman a high five. And says the customer bars are greeting. All right, me old. Iceman does not give him a high five. At which point the man falls. <laughs> Iceman and turns around and says, "Not a fat cunt, me, aren't they?" <laughs> it's oh. absolutely 
Show's done. Search for that's one PW peak. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, Iceman gets a tan greeting. <laughs> it is phenomenal. <laughs> it's amazing. So this match, uh, the main event of this show. Featured Steve Carino versus Doug Williams for the 1PW title. Best two out of three falls. <laughs> went to a time limit draw of 60 minutes. In a one-hour draw. It, was it 47 it minutes, was it? Uh, yeah, it weren't, it weren't a true 60. But that, again, because they ran too long. <laughs> <laughs> so they just said, they just added 30 minutes magically to the end of the show and said, yeah, that's your 60 minutes. You got your full show. See you later. <laughs> and uh, so so we, we glossed over a few things. Um, <laughs> the six-man tag match featured Darkseid, Dragon Ice, and El Ligero, which I think might be El Ligero's first match. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. yeah. He might have been on a... Um... No, you're right. It's the first... He was yeah, your first enemy. Proper... Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Six-way was... elimination. Okay, he was well, in a six-way, yeah. The, it's the other team that I'm more concerned about. So, um, <laughs> these wrestlers on the other team. Yes. Right. My uh, father uh, was responsible for collecting... Definitely two of them, but I think all three Probably. from the train station. And I had to give him pictures. Um, <laughs> and you mean he didn't recognise Phoenix Star, St- Scorpio, Scorpio Sky, Top Gun Talwar? No. Okay. So the picture um, of Top Gun Talwar that he got was um, Top Gun Talwar w- with a blow up doll because that's what he used to carry about. <laughs> now. I think I've Mandela affected this because the way I've told the story before that it was Scorpio Sky that had a mask, but I think it could probably were Phoenix Star. Might have been Phoenix Star. Yeah, because okay. Scorpio Sky doesn't wear a mask now, and he probably didn't then. I right. think he might have done. Did he? Well, one of them had a mask. Yes. Obviously, all the promo pictures that I found, they only had masks. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, I don't know who you're picking up. This is what he wrestles like, but he won't have the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was Scorpio Sky. That'd be yeah. especially funny now. But whatever happened to Top Gun Talwar? No idea. Mm. Maybe him and his bulb doll eventually consummated. Maybe. Um, Teddy Hart versus Pack was mint. Right. Well, I wasn't there. Was it a really good match? Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I've watched it back. It, it was very good. Fair enough. Because wasn't te- the the rumor after this was that Teddy Hart thought Pack was amazing and yeah. tried to get him into Wrestling Society X. Yeah. But he couldn't. There's something about a visa, a visa or whatever, and yeah. that that was supposed to be Pac's big break. Yeah, Pac was also supposed to be part of a Team UK in the World X Cup, and that fell apart because someone got injured as well. Yeah, um, just like Teddy Hart did bring him over. Teddy Hart ran one show in Canada, and he flew uh, Pac over for it. Yeah, uh, the Jimmy Snooker match. <laughs> so, um, I've read online or heard of, on a podcast online something about. Uh, Jimmy Snooker, when he was taking indie bookings, yep. uh, it depending on how much you paid him, depending which height you got the splash from. Uh, so like it'd be like say a hundred dollars for the middle rope, hundred and fifty for the top rope. Yeah, he did it from the this middle. Was rope. Definitely a middle yeah, rope. I know mid- that middle much, rope. Yeah. But there was a, some controversy with this as well. There was a thing where they thought he was going to have to cancel. Well, and, my and, underst- and they actually did cancel him off the show. So he's not going to be there. Yeah. And then it was a last minute thing that he got to the show. So obviously they put him on. My understanding of it was Boy that he, charges were coming. he was at, would you believe it, AWA UK. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is run by hardcore John Atkins, who we haven't mentioned from Know Your Enemy, who, right, there were two British announcers debuted at Know Your Enemy. Okay. Right. One was hardcore John Atkins on the Friday, who didn't know his bottom from his elbow <laughs> and was rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. So, so many IPW UK fans were whacking out, whacking out, oh, you bring bring over an American announcer, right? Fair enough. Shouldn't have brought over an American announcer. And they brought in hardcore giant and he's rotten. Absolutely rubbish. 
You know he's like a pseudo celebrity now. I, I know that, but he yeah. was rubbish, right? And he's he, he a clearly guy. He says himself, he, he's like, oh, I got, I got, you know, I wasn't really that bothered. I think he plays it off as bit as I'm not, mm. not bothered. But also, Stevie Aaron with the second night, he's much better. Just yeah. clearly better in every single possible way. Yeah, I like Stevie Aaron. Yeah, I always liked him. And then one more match. I know, I know, we were going to briefly do this, do these cards, but I, I really like this card. Um, the Iron City Street fight, still in James yeah. Keenan versus Spud. It heightens um, that feud, doesn't it? Yeah, and also it's a street fight where they don't wear the wrestling gear. Spud's mm-hmm. got jeans and knee pads on, and still in James Keenan's got these red leather trouser things on. So yeah, wrestler fashions. Wrestler fashions. We did it in wrong order, like maybe right. Next up was Devil's Jew from the whole Gem Tech Arena on the 29th of July. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to point out there's a six-way elimination match that features uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Yeah, and Chris Hero. <laughs> and Chris Hero. Yeah, just one of, whacked in Chris there. Hero's first appearance for Swack him on the card. He would make, sure at... make sure Dark Side's got a singles match though. He would later on find that uh, have his first match with Zack Sabre Jr. for one PW. Um who we had Kikataru versus Blue Meanie in the King of Comedy match. Uh, the big thing on this show for me is they did Samoa Joe versus Martin Stone with Jay Phoenix. And Samoa Joe had a rant. Um, Samoa Joe was really angry at this point because he didn't want to work with Jay Phoenix considering they'd made an angle out of the whole pillow thing and he didn't want to work with him. And Jay Phoenix was selling t-shirts that said, yeah. that so, said Joe fears, 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 fears. Yeah, the first part was Samoa Joe seeing that because and getting very angry right, at Wasn't Steven. Samoa Joe... I think Samoa Joe was supposed to be on... Um, what was the show? It would have been Know Your Enemy, I think. And he got injured, like legit mm-hmm. injured. Okay. And De- Dean Ayas, the second night, come out and go, you thought he wasn't here, but I've brought him. And they hit the do 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 And it said Samoa Joe. And I'll give them the jury. It was hilarious. Flips at Samoa Joe. Fears Jay Phoenix. And on <laughs> come Jay Phoenix. Awful but, human. So Good angle. The quote I always remember from this is Samoa Joe, while ranting backstage about his booking that day, said, I didn't fly all this way to wrestle a ham sandwich. Talking about future NXT star Donnie Birch, then known as Martin Stone. <laughs> They're both employed by the same wrestling company now. Yeah. And one um, of them looks more in shape than the other. I'll let you decide which. We got a really cool match here with um, Spud and SJK challenging for the one PWE tag titles against Johnny and Jody, where the team looked like it could work. And then, of course, still in James Keenan turns on Spud. Pro- proper, like, classic WWE booking. Right? Yeah. Oh, forced the team together. But SJK always worked better when you when he was in that one PW the, the WWE situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. So then there was the main event. So of all the um, ECW gimmicks to bring back, why did no one bring Double Jeopardy back before now? Because it's confusing and no one likes it. So Double Jeopardy, there's they're two matches. Little, so they're running a mini feud at this point. Yeah. Between Steve Carino and Doug, Doug Williams, the main feud is still Steve Carino and Abyss. But there's a mini feud here where Doug Williams is probably a better wrestler than Steve Carino. By probably, I mean definitely. And um, so Steve Carino is having to come over to the UK for each one of these shows and beat, and he can't beat Doug Williams. Uh, but then he does, basically. Yeah, so Steve Carino versus Doug Williams and Abyss versus AJ Styles was happening at the same time. And then the winners of those two match face off. So Steve Carino retained the title by defeating Doug Williams and then AJ Styles. I'm almost 100% convinced that the Steve Carino win was a roll-up or something because the TNA guys weren't getting beaten by anybody other than the TNA guys at this point. Yeah. yeah. So next up, Invincible, back at the Doncaster Dome on the 19th of August. I wasn't at this show. So this ma- probably on holiday. This, what you do fe- in August. this featured Samoa Joe's revenge for Pillowgate. Samoa Joe versus Jay Phoenix. Um, everyone expected this to be an absolute massacre. 
Joe was professional in this match. Apart from the one bit where he breaks uh, Jay Phoenix's jaw. I was going to say, when you say he breaks yeah. his jaw. Yeah, but it With wasn't Jay like... With Jay Phoenix, that's professional. Yeah. yeah, it weren't like he did it on purpose. It mm. was the face wash and Jay Phoenix had a big mouth that he spouted off for you all the time. Yeah, and he's got a right long chin, hasn't he? Yeah, and he got booted in the face and his uh, jaw dislocated. Uh, this show also features Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Brandon Danielson, and the Briscoe brothers. Defeats, he, he defeated Sewer on this show. Yeah. Sewer, who, was, who cut the greatest promo in British wrestling history. Many really skinny guy. I'm not going to repeat the rest. <laughs> Necessary training, understand. Yes. Uh, the main event, uh, so it was supposed to be um, Matt Heisen, who is Spike Dudley. Like one of the least exciting people they brought over well like the yeah. weird thing about him was right you know how the sjk and spod team came about was that um spike dudley was supposed to be there and he cancelled it was like a bit like oh well spods are spike so yeah. he has spike mm. to team with him and then the gimmick later on was ooh, sjk paid him to cancel oh <laughs> angle 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 so yeah um it was supposed to be sjk and spike versus spud and teddy hart went to a no contest and we got a 10-man survival match Basically, all the, all the, all the, all to a big brawl, and Steve Carino came to make the save. Right, yeah. <laughs> if we ever talk on the show about the Steve Carino entrance, <laughs> this is exactly what we're referring to. <laughs> There's nine guys brawling. Steve Carino had a deliberately long entrance to be annoying as a yeah. heel. Then when he was a face, it was like endearing. But when he's doing a running, <laughs> well, at the minute it's like five on four, isn't it? So yeah, like yeah. the the baby faces need someone to help them, and. In classic wrestling fashion, not wrestling fashions, but in wrestling fashion, um, the entrance music plays to get a bit of a pop, and Karina has to come out at a certain point. It's in the his Muse song. song, isn't it? It came out. Was it? Uh, I don't know. No, well, oh. no, it wasn't. It was, like it was um, instrumental thing. Yeah, it was. It? It was uh, da, 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 know you mean, know that yeah. one. But it was it's like a, a dance remix, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the other thing to mention off the show uh, that I didn't put on my note on the bottom, and I got reminded about it later was uh, they tried to get SJK heat by do by giving an award oh. to... Can we stop a minute just because just this is more exciting than what I want to say and I don't want okay. to end on mine. Uh, Spud did a flip off the balcony on this yeah, one. Yeah, he did. In he the, did. In yeah, the yeah. So they've gone... so, sorry to interrupt you, but that isn't exciting yeah. and this is better. So, so they brought out uh, disabled British wrestler Dan Head to receive an award. What was the award? No, no. Not Dan Head. Dan Edge. Dan, Dan, Edge. Edge. Dan Head's yeah. a Dan different Edge. wrestler. No, yeah, he's not disabled. At the time, he wasn't disabled. I don't know about now. I don't, I don't, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's true. So yeah, Dan Edge, who you can see in the Paddy Power adverts. You could see, you, if you sell the Paddy Power adverts with the parody of gold. Yeah. But yeah. goal, that was Dan The guy Edge. in the wheelchair, he came yeah. out on crutches and they brought SJK out. And the, the attempt was to get the worst type of heat for SJK. It didn't work. First off, SJK comes out with a line, I was going to come out here and break your legs, but God already did it for me. Uh, which got a huge reaction. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Is that kind of biting line in Doncaster <laughs> yeah. that's going to make you laugh, isn't it? And then he gave Dan, Dan Edge the SK, the MK Ultra his finish and then picked up the crutches and mimicked his walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to do a knee drop. <laughs> yeah, to do a knee drop. <laughs> so the entire crowd is going crazy for this. Like, they, this is the point they must have realised there's nothing we can do to turn SJK heel. Apart from the group of special needs people who Stephen Gortley had given free tickets to who walked out of the show after well, they saw... Well, they're, they're, they're more wheeled out. Oh, my they? God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Stephen had to go outside and beg them to come back in and get Dan Edge to come out and show that he was okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, perfectly believable for this company, but still remarkable. Oh. And yet, all of, of all those people, who's the most famous now? Well, probably still Corey Graves. But the point is, Dan Edge... 
was on Paddy Power advert. So yeah. what have we done lately? So that brings us to One Pewdiepie's first anniversary, which is the first show I attended as a fan. Um, and the main reason I went came is because they were doing a barbed wire match. Yep. Um, I was a big deathmatch guy back then. Kind of, I've become interested in deathmatch wrestling again nowadays, but at the time, I loved some deathmatch stuff. Right. I'm not um, talking about Fight Club 3. That was an afternoon show. Yeah, the because... only the only key thing to mention, it was the debut of one of our favourite wrestlers of all time, Madman Manson. It was, yes. Who also returned this weekend to be in the progress. No, I thought you were going to say uh, G-Man. No, no one, no one says G-Man. <laughs> I I'll put, like when was G-Man? Oh yeah, it was on that. Yeah, mm. G-Man was on it. So uh, the I first anniversary show. I, I, I like you. Always bring your gear. I like it. So <laughs> my first massive reaction on this show Gary was Man. it was supposed to be Dustin Runnels versus uh, Christopher Daniels. Right. Was it though? I mean, it wasn't. I could yeah, tell what was going to happen. I didn't. You know. couldn't. Which yeah, is embarrassing on your part. I literally started honest. watching like anything outside of WWE like a year before this. It wasn't Japanese. But then there was that there was that brief thought of it'd be cool if he did Curryman versus Goldust, but I thought, there's no way it'll happen. He won't do Goldust, and then they Adam have... Curtis was involved in this. They had yeah. him filming as if he was at the DRI. Yeah, it was did filmed they the film night. Him at it, the DRI. It was the night before they filmed it. Excellent. Yeah, because it was um, dark. I remember we going. It's not that dark outside. Yeah, That's they, a bit weird. They filmed it the night before outside of Doncaster um, Hospital, saying that they'd both been taken down with food poisoning, so they couldn't appear. And then we get Curryman's music. And I was jumping up and down in my seat because Curryman's here, Goldust is coming out. Yeah. And I was a like I was a massive Dustin like Dustin Rhodes fan uh, in WCW, like after he did the Seven thing and then he had the feud with Harry Funk and yeah. I loved all that stuff. So, I, but I was really excited to see Goldust and I got a picture with him later as well. He was very nice. But right. yeah, we got Goldustin versus Curryman. Do you not think it's weird that Daniels don't do more Curryman? Um, think he does the dance nowadays in Yeah, but you anyway. think he'd like be able to sell T-shirts and like. Well, he did it for a long time in TNA, didn't he? Until he probably ran it into the ground for a bit. Yeah, He's probably yeah. thinking now, I can't bother with all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you mentioned Madman Manson. He basically they put the same match back on the show just because yeah. people like Madman Manson. Why not? I bought a T-shirt. So the match I really remember from the show is AJ Styles versus Pack. Now right. they they so done you... this match one time before as well. They brought Kingdom James back for this show. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Go on. So, yeah, uh, they'd done this match one time before, but I didn't know that at the time. Are I they? thought, it was, Yeah, it, ha- it happened in IPW about a month before. Yeah, they don't count. Yeah. Um, Remember who owned them at the time. This match was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Allegations. But I'm not making allegations about anybody. No, I'm, I'm just saying, saying yeah, 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 yeah. So. This match was absolutely phenomenal. And it's Pun actually, intended. It probably holds up now. It's I'm, great to see Pack at the early stages of his career have this really great match with AJ Styles. I imagine it would hold up pretty well now because I remember AJ coming out afterwards and being like, yeah, uh, it, the way you put it, of course, because it's AJ Styles and he loves video games, is like, in video game terms, you just leveled up, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And that was the whole point, was it was supposed to sort of elevate Pack even in defeat. Because um, AJ Styles, if you remember, and again, this is my pseudo-artistic memory mm. kicking in, was supposed to be the tag partner for SJK in a dream tag partner match yeah and spod picked samoa joe and mm. then it all broke down whether they had someone else and they just didn't use them or you know they booked someone and they cancelled they whacked team supreme in there against samoa joe and spod a dark side come out first to defend because samoa joe was mm. supposedly injured by team supreme and then samoa joe came out anyway and was out there for about six minutes 
Yeah. Um, we're all a bit weird, that whole situation, but that's the precursor. That's Sailing James Keenan's only match on that show. That's a precursor to what happens at the end of the show, obviously. So, so uh, my mum made a birthday cake for this because we were under the impression that it was going to be in someone's face. Oh, yeah. So uh, we filled it with um, golden syrup because I felt like it was going to be really sticky, so it would stick to the face. Yeah. But then G-Man came up with a brilliant idea of selling it for a pound a slice. So if you if you had if you had some of that cake... Um, <laughs> You're really sorry? Are you uh, really... Well, yeah, it's just that uh, my mum made it. <laughs> That's oh, why I'm a tea for wreck nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> your mum has some really nice cakes, though. Yeah, she's all right, isn't she? She's brilliant. Yeah. So, she used to sell tickets. And, and I don't borrow a swimming costume if she's listening. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. No. Pete so, Don does, but not you. No. Uh, the barbed wire match. No, the oh, tag sorry, title match. Tag because match. we have to mention the stipulation that was very, very quietly dropped. The tag title match was Team Shag, which was Colt Cabana, Darren mm. Burridge, who we haven't really talked about here, but they they got their own jumpsuits made and yeah. they really did work they as a team. When they were in yeah. 1PW, they worked as a team, yeah. which were really nice to see. Um, Jody Flash and Johnny Storm, who were the champions since the start, mm-hmm. and Southern Comfort, who had like de facto baby faces because they're on Steve Greeno's side now. And they announced beforehand, we're going to put these two titles up. First of all, right, I could have reached them. Yeah. yeah, Without a ladder. But anyway, be that as may, you know, they put them up, but they said beforehand, and then quietly stopped mentioning, any two people who pick up these titles will be the tag team champions and everyone went that's a stupid idea that's really really bad and it just got quietly dropped and yeah team shag won anyway team shag won the tag titles uh so the barbed wire match it i remember it took about 45 minutes to an hour to set up the barbed wire it took forever were you involved in that in what way in the setting up the barbed wire No. no no but like were you like the rolls of barbed wire were at the one, one PW shop. Right, yeah. And it was real barbed wire. I yeah. can, I can. I remember the barbs on it being really long as well. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So, Gauntley got in touch with Carino. Yeah. Said, look, do, do you need us to like get shorter barbs? Do you just like file them down? How do we prepare them? He went, no, because they'll, they'll look rubbish. Keep them how they are. So, uh, if they have any long-lasting injuries from that, it's Steve Carino's fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, the match, uh, Abyss defeated Steve Carino yes. in this now, barbed this wire is, match. This is the mess around, isn't it? Now, Daryl, I'm going to ask you a question here because it might relate to something we say in a future show or maybe later on. Okay. Were you holding the title at this point or not? No. That's fine. It, Just it wasn't this title. That's fine. Okay. I didn't know if there was two. That's okay. No. That's all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the finish of the match involved Team Supreme handing Abyss a light tube smash over Steve Carino's head. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I'd seen light tubes used in real life. They came out to haunt me in this very venue a year or so later, or maybe two years later, when I got a load of glass in my arm. That was fun. But uh, I remember the finish just blowing me away because I didn't expect a light tube to add to all this chaos. Yeah. And then SJK comes out after the match. Ostensibly uh, to help Team Supreme yeah. and Abyss beat down Steve Carino. But instead... Turns on Team Supreme and Abyss yeah. and saves the day. And then we get a video package to end the show, which sent... No. Did we, we got the video package to no. end the show. Video yeah. package was after his match. Was it after the match? Yes, oh. this is the important thing. The video package was after his match. Yeah. And it said, Sterling James Keenan, uh, at No Turning Back, 2008. 2008? 2007, Seven. sorry. Yep. You will be facing the great mooter. And he didn't know yeah he didn't because great was his like hero yeah. and he didn't know 
and I then just... let that well the implication was that that was what led to his turn later on was yeah. actually i've re- you know i appreciate what this company is doing for me and i'm gonna make it better yeah I, see <laughs> I, I just literally got like chills from the yeah, fact that remembering that great Muto was supposed to be coming to doncaster and how call instead didn't it like the match that made me love japanese wrestling was the great Muto versus jushin liger i absolutely adore that match and i was so excited this show sold out and yep. i'm talking yeah. was it weeks before people. days before weeks before sold out a long time before didn't it yeah because they, I, I remember them literally talking about having to turn, having to say, sorry, we can't sell any more tickets. Mm. And who could possibly imagine there would be any sort of problem after that? Yeah. So very quickly, the uh, Fight Club 4, Fight for the Future at the Dome in November um, was the crown of the Openweight Championship. It's a 20-man Fight for the Future Battle Royal, which was won by PAC. Right, after and all the possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> yes. So Abyss wasn't here for this, was he? Yeah. No, he wasn't, uh, because... the. They didn't announce the barbed wire match as a title match. It was supposed to be mm. all the way up, all the way up. It was title match, title match, title match. Yeah. Uh, basically, Carino's fallen out with Gauntlet. I don't know how they've fallen out at this point. Yeah. So the match is just quietly announced as a barbed wire match. No mention of the title one way or another. Carino doesn't come out with the title, but Abyss beats Carino. Presumably because, I imagine Abyss probably wasn't allowed to lose. Yeah, there was a thing where they weren't, t- TNA wrestlers weren't allowed to lo- lose to non-TNA wrestlers. Yeah, but also there's this issue that, yeah. well, who's the champion? What's gone on? Um, Fight Club 4 is when Carino comes out with the belt and... And he's got his woolly hat on. Yeah, he does. I remember that. I remember that, yeah. yeah. And he says, possession is nine-tenths of the law. We're just revealing all the references now, aren't we? Yeah. So... He hands it back, but then this show actually features, like, if you like, the ultimate team. It's Sterling, James Keenan, Steve Carino, and Ulf Herman against Darkseid and Team Supreme, but it's all the, like, three big names, big faces from the first year of 1PW. Fun fact here, them three used to have their own locker room. Really? Yeah. I don't know at what stage that started, but yeah, they used to have their own locker room. So, the only other thing worth mentioning, the openweight title uh, Which the belt, do do you know about the belt? Was it supposed to be the world title or something? You'll or? know this better than yes. I will because I wasn't at the show. Is it right that they, veil- they unveiled that belt at the first sh- at A Cruel Twist of Fate? No. Right. They, a, a Cruel Twist of Fate, they unveiled a replica WWE United States Championship belt with stickers on it. Really? Yes. Wow. And then the title that was used for the Openweight title was, if you think it's a similar shape to the US title. Yeah. Um, was actually meant to be the world title, but then I don't know. I don't know if they didn't pay a bill or something, but they never got what, that belt. Didn't pay a bill? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> you know about. Um, I, th- I seem to remember reading it that in this particular instance, it wasn't actually their fault. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was quite yeah, early there was on. some guy went and yeah. robbed the belt, and yeah, Carino basi- went and got it, didn't he? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. He went back. The only reason they ended up with the belt at all was some bloke had na- nabbed it, and Carino happened to be somewhere near, like, say it was in Florida. Him and some mates like drove like forty miles or something to go and see the guy and get the belt back. Yeah, so yeah, like so, a real life sort of like bounty hunter story. Yeah, but I think it worked for the better because I quite like the world title and yeah. that the the open weight title doesn't look like it's a world big title. belt, is it? Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, this show was the first one booked by Dean Ayas. Um and last one, but well, yeah, not quite last, last one. one, sadly. Um, 
but Madman Manson played a little rib on him during the Battle Royal. Yes, uh, he did. This was the start of Madman Manson <laughs> writing lots of stuff on him. This in a... So, do you know what he wrote on him for the match at Progress, by the way? No, I don't. He, but... he had, I forgive you, Laguerre written in big letters on his front, and then <laughs> on good. his back, Duck, Armbar, <laughs> Ariba. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> as well as a load of other stuff. Well, but the uh... gimmick for Madman Manson was he wrote stuff on his, on his body anyway because he was mad, but... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he so it. he purposely made... He, first thing he did when he got in the ring was ask someone to power slam him or something in the corner where the commentary desk was, which where Dinaeus was sat, and make sure he put his foot clearly in view, which said on the bottom, pack in 43 minutes. <laughs> 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 it, it started a long thing of him writing a result somewhere on his body. <laughs> Good old Manson. Good old mad man Manson. Who was Chris Raber? Uh, Chris the Bambi Killer. Yeah, oh, Chris yeah. the Bambi killer. Oh, yeah, yeah it's one of their weird little experiments that didn't work yeah. with random European guys. We'll yeah. go on to that when we go on to year Kruger! two. Yeah. Kruger! So then, one PW died. Yeah. Turns out they <laughs> couldn't afford to buy, to pay for the great man. I remember the day, like, I remember just being... I do. It was so surreal. Like, because, I mean, it sounds proper corny, of course it does, but like, you know, I, I, like I said to earlier, I've lived in Donny all my life, right? I, I can't even imagine how it felt for you, and we'll go on to you in a minute. But like, I've lived in Donny all my life. Not only is a promotion that's around the corner got all the guys that I really want to see, but I really get invested in a lot of characters and stuff like that as well. And they, they, they did create an atmosphere. God knows how they did it. I don't really know. If you are a fan of progress and you go to all the progress shows and you are a progress ultra, I've been to a few progress shows and look at it and go, this is essential one pw it's it that in it little yeah. cult it's basically what yeah. that is yeah and i don't i can't put my finger on how they managed to do it but it created an atmosphere where you felt like you were part of some of some of some of some. yeah i um, mean us three are friends because of one pw yeah and when i posted today that we were finally recording this episode so many people came out with stories and stuff and how one of the big things that a lot of people mentioned was the fact that they made lifelong friends i bumped into uh gordon um oh bondsman yeah, I yeah. bumped into him at Pro Wrestling Eve last week because oh, we were really? chatting to him for a while. Yeah, like Doesn't these people. One of the friends of the show didn't he meet his wife from America? Didn't, yeah. didn't they meet? Not no. for one PW. No, no, no was they, it not? They, oh, okay. they were already talking before one PW. Oh, okay. so. I'll scrap that then. Yeah. But so there were lots of people who made lifelong like the people good I hang lie, around though, with nowadays. Really good lie to tell. Yeah, <laughs> like most of my friends are from one PW. Yeah, like the one PW forum and stuff. It's crazy that it managed to have this effect on us this long. Yeah, which is why when one PW closed. Uh, FreeCW stepped in and said we will run a show in its place and call it Will Not Die as a tribute show to 1PW. I wasn't going to the No Turning Back show. I didn't have a ticket. But when that all happened, I I basically cancelled what I was supposed to be doing that Saturday night. I was like, mm. I'm not going out anymore. I'm going to this because I wanted to go to it. Yeah. Um, so the big things from the show, Damnation won the tag titles. Yep. Um, Were Damnation booking at the time? so they won the tag titles they got the belts and that was the end of that match and that's how it all so Darryl, why are you looking at me like that um so I, I don't really have a vivid memory of how it happened but i remember being given the and i don't have it now i don't i don't i can't remember how i got rid of it but i was given to save um and i guess i was given it to save so creditors didn't come and get it i give it creditors like right. debt collectors maybe someone okay like that. um one of the one pw tag team championships <laughs> i had that in my bedroom for weeks yeah like just sat on the floor just chilling um 
some of my mates came around and took pictures of it. They didn't even like wrestling. They were like, oh, I've pitched up with this. <laughs> Bit like, of a laugh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when we got to the show, like Stephen told me, like, told me to bring it to the show. So obviously I, I, I just had it with me walking around like a champ, like just on my obviously, shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah. How else do you carry a belt? Um, so then like we were sat up in the stands and they didn't have, obviously they announced a tag team title match but they didn't have any belts because as we've established, possession is nine, nine tenths, tenths of the law. <laughs> and I am the lineal 1PW tag team champion. Because you were old, it. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. Yep. So another thing that happened in the show was Pack versus Kid Cash. And it's worth briefly mentioning because it's something people remember. Because it was the start of Kid Cash being an absolute moron on shows. And on this show is when he attacked a female photographer. What a great heel Kid Cash is. I can't imagine anyone who thought how good a heel he was would ever have any repercussions from that happening. Yeah. Um, the main imagine of... if he was your favourite wrestler and he attacked you. The last two matches of the show featured um, Spud and SJK teaming together again, but yeah. this time as mates. Buried the hatchet, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, to defeat Team Supreme. I mean, this is the the important things that 3CW did where they, they obviously they couldn't afford to pay everybody. They couldn't afford yeah. to bring Muto even up from London because Muto no. came to the country. Yeah. Len Davis paid for him to wrestle Martin Stone. In front of 100 people. Yeah. Because it was RQW and no one went to that. Um, funnily enough, at the York Hall, would you believe? Yeah. Um, and but they basically three CW went right. We want we've got to get SJK still coming. We've got to keep Ulf here, and I think they probably just wanted Kid Cash realistically. It it, it was the same as David Richards, who was also on this show, where they were in the country and available, so they got yep. them in to fill spots on the card. Yep. Right, this is always listed as a three-way, but it's not really, is it? No. But the main event is Ulf Herman defeats Iceman because they're the only two people that are left there that had any sort of feud (laughs) to be the one PW World Heavyweight Champion on the last night. And what does Ulf do afterwards? He goes, hey, everybody. Um, Well, he probably probably swears. Yes, he swears a lot, but he basically goes, I don't think this is the end. I remember him saying that because I was like, oh, well, maybe 3CW can come and run here. And one PW dot wait, <laughs> one PW dies. By the way, Daryl, where were you during the women's match on this show? Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I did walk out. No, I don't know. There was let, a brain. Let let me let me just point out, like when this show happened, I was sixteen. Yep. I'm not making excuses for actions that I did when I was sixteen, but <laughs> no. like I was clearly a follower. Yeah. And I was clearly drinking from the Stephen Gauntley Kool-Aid if we don't yeah. have women's wrestling. Like and yeah, I do kind of play up to it a little bit on a lot on the show where <laughs> but like I don't actually think women's wrestling's rubbish. It's just that I don't know why he didn't want women's wrestling on the shows. I genuinely don't. Like at, at the time I, I was never intimidated by him, but like I never really questioned a lot of his decisions He's because your boss, isn't he? Yeah. Essentially. And like and like as I'm seeing it as a privilege that I get to go to all these shows in my town for free, yeah. meet all the wrestlers for free. Like, so, so when like, when, when he said, oh, we're, not having, we're not having women on it, we're not having women. I don't know his decision, but I don't know mm. his reasoning for it. Maybe I did walk out. I genuinely can't remember. Yeah. Well, it was noted anyway that many yeah, did. Yeah. yeah he yeah. definitely walked out. Him and his wife uh, definitely walked out. Yeah. And the thing is, if he felt so passionately, that women weren't on the show it is sexist it is however on this particular show i actually have his back and i'll tell you why because 
other than the woman that came out with Raven on that first show, there was never a women's wrestling match on a one PW show. Whether you agree or disagree uh, with the reasoning, there was never a women's match. This show was essentially one of them tribute shows, like the ECW yeah. thing, but it was a farewell. Yeah. How does cheerleader Melissa defeating Sky? Pro- yeah, it's, 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 not, it's, it's just it's, it's there because someone wanted to book yeah, cheerleader Melissa. Which in again, it, yeah. they were booking their own show because they came in to save it, and I respect that, and that's good of them as well. They got something out of it clearly, but it, I understand. But that wasn't a tribute to One PW that match. I get that. I don't. I must admit, I don't think I agree with the idea of walking out during it. But I get. I get it. No, but, yeah, but it, it's his. No, I, it's yeah. his baby, isn't it? This is this is what he's lost all his money on. If you whether I'd, yeah. I'd, obviously he ran a few months later, did he? Look, <laughs> but something obviously happened where he couldn't afford this show, so he was bottom at barrel. And they say they're going to do this tribute, and they do something that's it's not a tribute, and it weren't it weren't a negative thing. They didn't say, "Ah, one PW's dead," but no, he obviously felt strongly about it. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, and that's it. That's the whole first year, uh, well, and last year of One PW because that that was they never did another show, did they? Uh, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, Jesus came back in three days. It took One PW three months. All right, okay. <laughs> well, I guess that's a story for another time. Um, that's it, really. That's what it's that, That's our first show of One PW. What? I think we can always come back to some of this material when we do our next time. Mm. So if you've got anything that we didn't mention that you want to talk about, we'll. We'll talk about this again, won't we? Because this is just the first yeah. part of what we'll do. I can't promise it'll be soon, <laughs> but it'll be some point again. But we promised we would do it, and we'll 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 keep coming back to it because it links us at the end. It'll of the be day. less than two and a half years this time. Yes, it will. But that's it. That's our one PW show for now, at least until the resurrection. Oh yeah, <laughs> where's Hooventude? Uh, <laughs> don't answer that question. That's it for the Royal Grumble for this week. Don't forget to go to anchor.fm/royal-grumble for your week well usually weekly podcast needs there's no podcast download message. the app and you can send us voice messages that we can play in the show do oh, that and we'll play voice messages really? yes yeah. you can find us on spotify you can find us on facebook.com slash royal grumble you can find us on twitter.com slash royal grumble pod yeah we're on twitch somewhere that's it that's all say goodbye daryl goodbye daryl goodbye dan goodbye goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs>